welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. We are on episode number 96. This is a very impromptu <laughs> podcast. We're literally recording seconds after UFC Calgary just ended. Um, I'm joined with the Antaku. We got Stokes uh, in the building and hopefully Joey whenever he finishes walking his dog. Um, <laughs> how's everybody doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, back from the dead. Back from the dead. Right. Yes, Stokes <laughs> returns. <laughs> so um, this will not be a typical intro because this was like literally impromptu. Um, also, we recorded two days ago. Right. <laughs> How much news do you expect in the yeah. two days? Like, yeah. Really? So, we're not doing... Wait, what did, you, what uh, did you guys record two days ago? We did the Hamburg card. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And that, that was that was painful. So, but th- this was a nice pick-me-up. This was a nice turn-me-around. But, um, yeah, there's, um... We're, we're not going to do fight news. Um, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. That's, that's not happening. Um... I guess though, real quick before we get into the card, you, uh, I guess am I the only one who watched the one champion card? Uh, I watched the Henzel fight and the main event. All right. Well, we'll, we'll briefly we'll briefly go through that because I actually did watch that uh, most of it while I was at work. So I'll just highlight a couple of fights here and there. Um, so we'll start with the main event, uh, interim bantamweight title, uh, Martin Wynn, uh went against Kevin the Bellingyan. Belling John, always say his last Belling. name wrong. But um, they uh, fought for the interim bantamweight title. Um, I guess all I'm gonna say about this fight is I don't think 135 <laughs> is for Martin Wynn. Oh my god. Um, the last time I saw him fight at 145 after, or it was a 145 or 155. It was after the Bibiano fight. He looked like shit. <laughs> well, he he didn't. <laughs> it, it's not even so much that like he looks bad. It's just like he there's no output. Like there's yeah. there's, there's no yeah. And and man, like Bellingham was like when when that fight started getting into the latter rounds, man, he was tagging when like it, it was looking pretty bad. It, it was looking pretty bad. But yeah, I don't really got a ton to dissect on that fight other than. Um. Yeah, Wynn didn't amount much of an offense, and Bellingham just kind of put hands on him. And yeah, that was that was it. That's that's all I got. Um, <laughs> how'd you feel watching that fight, Stokes? Uh, boring. Like a new year, does nothing once again. Huh. And I'm I'm kind of glad we didn't interview him because that was probably bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Actually, no. He he might have won if we. He might have beat uh, Bibiano the first time if we interviewed him. Yeah, fighters on this podcast are undefeated. 
it's only been one, but you know, it, it, it counts. Um, but yeah, that that was the main event. Um, congrats to Bellingham. He'll get the chance to fight Bibiano whenever Bibiano gets back from injury. Um, co-main event. I think. Oh, I think. Uh, Senor, oh yeah, Senor Aoki won that night too, and I think they're gonna make him versus Michael Nguyen next. I want to say. Would, yeah, that makes sense. Wouldn't be mad at that. Yep, uh, Aoki won the co-main event. Uh, TKO by some elbows. Um, Henzo Gracie at 51 years old of Grace uh, <laughs> submitted Yuki Kondo. Um, I, I, I hope that Yuki Kondo is younger, but he's also like has a hundred fights and is a pro wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> so like he, he he's actually like 65. Yeah, yeah. And who who hasn't submitted Yuki Kondo? <laughs> I watched this at work, but I was at work, so I kind of I only saw bits and pieces of this fight. I just remember Gracie going for a single leg and he got a takedown, and then like I had to work, and then two seconds later I looked back and he choked him out and. I, I don't know if there were any other moments in that fight. Um, but. See, why did they bring Henzo to, to Bellator? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't want someone to die? Well, no, nah, they, like <laughs> they didn't want somebody to die. There, there's some other fights they should have <laughs> not let happen. Die again, I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. We missed you, Kimbo. Right. <laughs> but. Oh my God! We could have had Henzo versus Kimbo. Oh no! Please no. The the world's greatest street fight. No, they they did Henzo versus Shamrock. Figured he, he couldn't beat one Gracie, so they just threw him in there with another one. Um, but yeah, that that that, that was that fight. Um, other highlights: Edward Foliang uh, got a decision over Aziz uh, enough. Um, they don't have it listed on the sure dog page. There was a really good kickboxing fight on here. Uh, with the, one of the Petrosian brothers, and I cannot remember the, oh, yeah. the um, guy was the guy he fought. Because <laughs> the guy he fought won, and I don't remember yeah. his name. Um, I don't know, he's a black guy. Well, I don't think he was American black, <laughs> but he was um, of the yeah. darker skin tone <laughs> from another region. But that fight was awesome. Uh, Gary Tonin got his second win and won championship via rear naked choke. Um... Kind of showed off his striking a little more. He's still, like, really green with his striking. Seemed like he was just kind of trying to figure things out. But um, he got a W. Um, and I'm not going to mention the rest of this card because I didn't watch it. So, whatever. <laughs> Is Joey on? I saw Joey's name pop up. I don't know uh, not. It, Yep. All right. We're adding him. All right. So we're about to have a full cast, which means this podcast is going to be over at 1 in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'll be over just in time to catch, uh, to catch Ryzen. Right. <laughs> we'll just live podcast right into Ryzen. Dude, you can't complain. It's like 7.30 there. I got to wake up at 5 tomorrow, man. Come on. Uh, he'll, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. But, um... Yeah, you got, like, a whole nother 10 hours. Right. <laughs> I need my sleep, man. I need my sleep. I feel you. I do the same. When I have to wake up at five, I'm normally knocked out cold by the clock. But uh, so yeah, that that was one championship. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch LFA 46, but I'm gonna recommend all of you guys watch it because I heard this card was pretty wild, um, and it had one of the craziest uh, one round fights 
ever that lasted all of 31 seconds between oh, that was my uh, Mumia Abu De Ali. <laughs> what happened? I think Joey's with us. Okay, oh. I've only been here for about two minutes now. Oh, there you go. There we go. Full house. Full this house. Is some true racist shit that I've been here this whole time and nobody said a damn word to me. <laughs> God, <Jesus. laughs> so, 31 second fight between Mumia Abu Day Ali and Mitch Aguilar, which ended. Are we recording? Chaos. Did I just walk in on a recording already? Oh yeah, we're we're live. Yeah, we're we're in here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think live's the word for it. I see. <laughs> so all I know is I heard recovering rising, and I was like, no, not not, not in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, so as you guys can hear, yeah, we got a full house now. Um, but yeah, go go watch LFA forty six. But um, we're just going to skip over to the main course of what skip we. Skip the main event of that show. Yeah. Oh, who was the main event? I honestly don't know. Nakashima and Kyle Stewart, okay. or James Stewart. It was a guy against a guy. Yeah, uh, Kyle Stewart, and Nakashima won via decision. I heard it was pretty one-sided, and he retained his welterweight belt, so shout-outs to him, and, you know, cool beans. But UFC on Fox 30, UFC Calgary is what we're here for. Alvarez was Poirier, too. Um, uh, we're just running from the top. Um, I'll, I'll let one of you guys uh, start this off. How, how are we feeling literally, like, 20, 30 minutes after this fight just ended. So Eddie Alvarez just turns into a dude who sabotages himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess in, the, in like a backwards way he always kind of has, but like... You've been, he's been fighting for almost 20 years now. He should know the rules. <laughs> I don't know, may- maybe it was a heat of the moment, you know. I, I don't know. It-, it was weird, though, because, like, when this fight first started, I was kind of surprised at how, like, it seemed a bit more measured than the first one. Like, I mean, they were still throwing, but it wasn't, it wasn't, like, as wild, I, I don't think, as the first one was. Right, right. Well, it didn't start off as wild. It, it-, it ended. Um, <laughs> it ended just as wild. I think that's a big, uh, big credit to, um, to Poirier, because, like, he, he started off as, like, this brawler at featherweight, and ever since he's moved up, he's slowly but surely become a better outfighter, um, he's, you know, much less on the, I'm going to walk you down and, uh, beat you up, he's much more comfortable fight, uh, fighting on the outside and, like, just being patient. Yeah, and it, it it worked. I mean, Alvarez, I thought, started off good. He had the leg kicks going, and that, that seemed to be somewhat working. Like I said, they, they both were pretty measured. They were both landing good shots. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened after that takedown in the second. Like, everything. Like, like literally, it seemed that he got stood back up after the elbow. It was like Poirier just activated another gear, and it was just like... It was just like, oh, crap. If I don't get this guy out of here, he might do something stupid again. <laughs> it was kind of weird, though, because he said, like, in the post-fight, like, the elbow that landed didn't even hurt. It like, landed I feel like to his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, he was like, he didn't really feel it. I, I feel like it pissed him off inadvertently somehow. 
Cause he, it seemed like he just got up really angry. Yeah. Like he got up, like he realized, like I want to go home now, so I'm just gonna stop playing and we're gonna get this over with. Right, right. And yeah, he, he just kind of unloaded. <laughs> he unloaded on Alvarez. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that 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 was a pretty pretty beautiful finish. Um, how how'd you feel, Joey? What what were your thoughts on this? The vet savvy giveth and the vet savvy taketh away. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Vet savvy is when you do fouls that you can get away with. I'm just, well, he got away with, he got away with the fence grab during the guillotine. See, that was smart. Right, and vet savvy. <laughs> and then he went back to it and vet savvy, you know, doesn't always work out. Something between the end of the first round and the start of the second round, Alvarez was completely different. Like, he was desperation, full neck out diving for these guillotine attempts, wild exchanges. So I don't know if Poirier hit him with something he didn't like or if he panicked. Like, I, I don't know what happened, and we were recording, like, right after the fight, so I didn't even have a chance to go back and watch that round over. But something in between those two rounds, something happened because he came out completely different. Yeah. Uh, yeah there was a lot of desperation. Right. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, just weird. Like, out of nowhere, he just completely changed. I don't Maybe he got hit with something. I don't know. Uh, Poirier is really good. He's become really good. This isn't the same guy who was swanging and banging with Akira Porasani back in the day. Is this, uh... Is this Stokes? He's, well, you know. he's He still starts way too slow for me. Uh, it cost him against Michael Johnson. I thought he started slow here as well. Um, uh, but... There's this division is too much fun. Like every single time that there's a lightweight main event, they just like there's never a bad big, big lightweight. This was the latest one. So I've I've that's all I gotta say. And uh, I want to see Poirier. Uh, I want to see Poirier and Curtis. That's what we need to defend. Got Poirier and who? Poirier and Tony Ferguson. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, was it? You don't think you don't think Dustin and Anderson after Connor? Yeah, but how long? I mean, I guess how long is that going to take? We don't even know when that fight's happening. Yeah. We don't even know if that's the right. <laughs> that's the sad part about this division. Like, killers every direction, but nobody knows what the championship is really looking like right now. Because it's what just... does Kevin Lee do? It, 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 try, it, try to figure out how to make weight and not fight with staff. Right. Rude, 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 rude. But am I wrong? You know what? I didn't say you were. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I didn't say you were. Just saying. Yeah. This, this is. Uh, I, I mean, whatever Poirier fight is next, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I wouldn't be mad at a title shot, but like I said, at this point, the way the title pictures look, and no, nobody knows who's fighting who. It's 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 just kind of a cluster up there, but um. Yeah, but e either way, that main event was was awesome. That that main event was awesome. Um, quick random note that I just wanted to throw out there. I got mad every time a fighter wished Dana White a happy birthday. Because he's going to throw y'all <laughs> under the bus like two weeks from now. So uh, awesome. <laughs> you should take those birthday wishes back, man. He doesn't feel the same about you. Never hurts to be on the right side. On the right side of the money of the money makers. Uh, uh, but are you ever really, you say, are you ever really yeah, on the you, right side? Though? Look. This fan base is gonna believe him over you, so you might as well be in as you might as well be a Jeremy Stevens, so to speak, and be as close as you can to him. Uh, stick it to the man. You can motherfuck him in motherfuck him in private if you wish, but 
I'll never get over the fact that Dana White lied and said Jeremy Stevens would make that fight night where he was just in a jail cell, like as the card was starting. <laughs> well, when was that? Ah, it was like gotcha. 2012. He was gonna fight uh, Eve Edwards. Yeah. I remember. I remember this somehow. My life is miserable. <laughs> I've never heard that story. Uh, no, yeah, he like he got arrested like the day either before or of the card. And yeah, they got him like the day, heading into the arena for some assault, I think, from like years prior or whatever the case was. Yeah, and then um, like from what I remember, Dana just like told the media, "You know, he's going to be here." I think the the story, the final story, from what I had heard, was something along the lines of. They were working out a deal where, like, the deputies would come to the cage with Jeremy Stevens and then pick him up, like, after, as soon as the fight ended, they would come and get him. <laughs> That's the most Dana White explanation. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, hold on, hold on, there's a great story to kind of connect it to, now that it's been brought up. So, New Jack from ECW had, like, bounty hunters at an ECW event, like, to pick him up. And so, Paul Heyman tells the bounty hunters just wait backstage we're good like as soon as it's over you grab him and we'll go but we got to get this match done so they're explaining it to, like they're, they're running through the match and paul Heyman explains that the fight is going to take place outside they're going to go from the ring to the outside area so as luck would have it as new jack is having his match and they brawl to the outside there's a car waiting to pick him up and he literally speeds out of the arena <laughs> out of the parking <laughs> The bounty hunters are in the back waiting. So all the wrestlers get to the back, and the bounty hunters like, okay, where's New Jack? And Paul Heyman's apparently disappeared too, so everybody's just like, I don't know where he went. He was with us, and then we came back. <laughs> oh, man. That reminds me of like the, the, the MMA movie Warrior, where uh, Tom Hardy went like AWOL or something, and they had like Mark you guys remember that? I have not watched that movie in so long. I watched it once because my friend knew I liked MMA. And... No. Uh, oh. Uh oh. We have a casualty of war. Oh. R.I.P. Joey. Oh, I thought that was Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stokes. That's nah, so is right here. Uh oh, all right. So we 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 lost a we lost a member. We'll we'll get him back. But um, yeah, man, th this main event was was wild. Like like you, uh, when you guys said earlier, Poirier is he he definitely he looks better. Um, at, at one fifty five, man, dude's just just reinvented. Um, I I don't know if he ever wins a title, but I think he deserves a shot though. I'm I'm not mad if they give him a shot. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to see how this title picture turns out. Um, I, I guess it's far for Eddie. I mean, pretty sure he'll be right back back there in the meat grinder soon enough. Everybody in this division has a job. Like, <laughs> there are too many fights to be had, too much violence to go around. All of you guys will, will probably stick around for a while. So um, we have not seen the last of Eddie. He'll He'll be back throwing leather with somebody. Uh, sooner or later, but he's a, he's a free agent. Well, no, then yes, he is. Is he? Yeah, he's a free agent. Oh lord! Yep. Effort, effort to bring it. Yeah, this is his last fight in his contract. Oh man! So I, I just saw somebody tweeted it out as a suggestion, but I get 
Uh, I guess I'll ask you guys. Oh, hold up. Y'all hear me? Yep. Yep. Power outage. Oh, Lord. Oh. What he lit, bro? Stop. First off, I've known you for like two years, and like, like five times I've power outage. We can't all live in the beautiful land of California. Some of us live in mountains and mountainous hey, I live, regions. I actually live out in the country. Huh. I don't believe that. <laughs> I will. I will literally take a picture of my property when I get home. We don't. We don't. We don't need that. That much. That much. That much. <laughs> Hold on. What, what was the Alvarez thought you were gonna throw up? Oh. Um. So somebody was uh talking on um Twitter, and I don't. I don't think. I'm not gonna say it's not a possibility, but I assume they have to fill out that Tito Ortiz check with the card or something. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I understand, Michael Chandler is a free agent. <laughs> I mean, so what do you think, Oscar De La Hoya? Like, just throw some money out there for uh, Chandler Alvarez three. You know, I mean, Tito's not getting his perk, but just put perk. Exactly. <laughs> Why not? I've heard of dumber it is. Why not? Why not at this point? Or Eddie. To be fair, if you're Eddie, if you're Eddie Alvarez, you could do just like a one year, like a one fight deal, and then go wherever you want to go. I think Eddie and Rosin would be really fun. Oh, that would be. He's exactly. a fight in Japan, right? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that would be fun. I don't know if he'll do it, but that would be fun. I, th I think you could put him anywhere and not fight. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's one of those guys. He'll he'll always have a job. He, he there's there's always a market. For, for Eddie Alvarez, so, but, yeah, that, that main event with Bananas was all the violence that we wanted, um, so congrats to Poirier, uh, on to the co-main event, which, honestly, for me, this, this was my main event of the evening, this was the fight that I was most looking forward to, uh, Jose Aldo, Jeremy Stevens, um, I got really emotional during, like, every part of this fight, because for like a couple seconds I thought Aldo was going down and I was about to just flip my laptop over and just not watch the main event. <laughs> if Aldo would have lost, I, we wouldn't be recording this right now. I, I would just be under my pillow and it would, wouldn't be a good time. But um, the man still, he still got steam, man. Like, yeah, his, his derby, um, I think he takes hits a little too freely, but the man can still throw. Um, <laughs> you still gotta respect the hands, but I mean, good, good on Stevens. Like it was definitely a competitive fight. He had Aldo wobbled. Um, like I said for a second, I, I thought Aldo was about to take the tumble, and I was about to have to cry over here and get all emotional about it. But you know, Aldo regained his composure. Um, he he ate a little too many hits for my liking, but you know. He, he, he got his offense going. He threw a leg kick, which just made me happy because I feel like he's gotten away from those. He still didn't throw them a lot, but he threw a few. Um, but that body shot, man. Like, you, like, hear, like, the echo like when he, when he landed that. Like, I don't think anybody would have lived from that. Like, maybe only Holloway. I think everybody else in that division might have died just like that if they would have caught that. Um, did you guys think it was an early stoppage? 
Uh, no. No. Uh, probably not. Okay. Are right, we? We're unanimous. Some people say it was early. I, I don't agree. When you, I mean, I mean like, if you get that hard to the body and then like you turn over, like you're done. Yeah. Like you're not really moving or trying to like, yeah. You, you were kind of just sitting there waiting to, you know. There was just more punishment coming your way. It, it wasn't about to get any better. Um, yeah, I think there's there's an unofficial official rule that if you go face down at any time and it looks like you're not defending yourself, you're the stoppage is always just in my opinion if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. My my friend thought it was an early stoppage just because we lost ten bucks. Yeah. No, pettiness will do that to you and and hurt. <laughs> but nah, man, this this ah, it felt so good to watch Aldo win. Like, and this was his first finish since what they say two thousand and thirteen. Jesus, man. So was that the Korean zombie fight or the Mendez yep. fight? Mendez was two thousand twelve. Zombie was thirteen. Man. But then this was this was a nasty just, whew. but it, it felt it felt amazing. I, I was so happy just just to see him win. He was crying. I didn't cry, but I felt like crying. But it it was great. It it was it was a really awesome moment. Um, I I don't even know what he does after this. To be honest, I I'd have, I would have been happy if he would have just laid it down after this. Like I felt like this would have been the perfect note to go out on. But you know, apparently he can still throw. So I don't. I don't think we've seen the last of him. But uh, how how'd you guys feel about this fight? Everything depends on Holloway. I think everything depends on Max Holloway. If if Holloway is good to go, then you probably don't need to do anything with the you know some sort of vacation of the title, whatever the case may be. Holloway's not ready, then I think Aldo. Who else are you gonna get to fight Ortega? Aldo would be the only guy. Yeah. Like, no. Um. Like, yeah. I I don't know what you do if you're Aldo. Like, do you go up? Do you just chill out? You know. Like, I don't know what you do with him, because he's gonna beat everybody else. Besides Holloway and maybe Ortega. Um. Wow. You know. Well, I guess you could. You could. Damn. Yeah, I was gonna say like other than Ortega, I don't know who else I'm interested in seeing him fight at 45. You know, it might be interesting. Cause it's like this is the guy who Aldo normally eats up. It's like he normally has his way with these kind of guys, but he's a little faded, so you're not sure how faded yet kind of have an idea, but you're not sure. What about, um, uh, Volkanovski? Hmm. Because those pressure-happy, come-forward, kind of limited movement, strong guys, Jose Aldo made highlight. Right? I don't know why for a second. I thought you were going to say Darren Elkins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, dude, you, I would not rule out Elkins. You know what, though? And I cool normally makes this point, so I'm, I'm giving him full credit for it. We've never seen Aldo where he doesn't have to kind of conserve himself and play the safe game. So who knows what he's like in 15-minute fights. We haven't seen him in a 15-minute fight in a million years. So 
maybe this is this is what maybe this is what he's capable of now. Maybe in a five round fight he doesn't have it anymore. But he can be a guy who can feast in those fifteen minutes where he can kind of not worry about rounds four and five, not worry about having to conserve because you're gonna be stuffing takedown defense, uh, stuffing takedowns for twenty five minutes. So maybe Volkanovski would be an interesting test of what remains. Yeah, like the the last time, but uh, before today, the last time uh, Aldo fought in a three uh, a three round fight was he knocked out Cub Swanson. Yeah, in like a, ten seconds. Ten seconds. Yeah, like so. No, I just want to see that lightweight. Yeah, I, I was going to throw it. Do, do we still care about a potential Aldo Pettis fight? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, make a run at lightweight, and if it doesn't work out, just retire. I, yeah, I, I don't even know what I was about to say. I was, I was going to say, like, I don't... I don't know. It's, it's it's so hard to say, like you said, because we we know he still has some left in the tank. I just don't know how much. And a run at lightweight, man. I think you still need a lot left in the tank if you're gonna make like a legit run at lightweight. I I almost feel like at this point in Aldo's career, I mean, if he can make a run, I'm all for it. I'm I'm not gonna argue against it. I I almost just think at this point, I just want to see him fight. It's like fun fights, like. And if you can happen to make your way to a title shot, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go for it and see what happens. Right. Um, uh, what do you... Uh, i pick a bone with Joe right now. <laughs> sure. Why don't you think Aldo's the greatest featherweight of all time? Because he's not. Oh, Lord. <laughs> The guy who beat him twice, <laughs> decisively. Well, I don't think Anderson Silva is the greatest middleweight of all time, anyways. So. Who's the greatest middleweight of all time? That remains to be seen. Oh. <laughs> if Whitaker, if Whitaker if beats Weidman, then I'm willing to have that conversation. Oh. <laughs> Listen. The greatest featherweight of all time cannot be the guy who lost to. Who has the quickest featherweight KO title fight loss ever, and the guy who lost to the to a guy who, you know, yeah, but you can't he, just he lost. You can't it doesn't mean no, 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 no. Let's 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 be fair. It's not that he's not in the conversation. I just think Holloway has a better overall resume. He's beaten he just beat about everybody thing. Aldo fought, and he beat Aldo twice. You know what? I, I'm I'm gonna throw Max a little bit of a defense for Aldo. Max doesn't have the title right now. Yeah, see, that's that's where. But my if you thing put comes. Max, okay, so put Max Holloway up against uh, Manny Gamburian, and put him up against Mark Hominick. Well, I'm, all right, so I I see where I see where you're up. going with this. So I'm gonna stop but you because I, I know obviously we... every, everybody everybody is relative to their era. I'm not discrediting who he's beaten. I'm just saying that if the resumes are equal and one guy has two wins over the other guy, then that makes him the greatest featherweight ever. Can't even get a title defense. That's inaccurate. <laughs> he has one. You can't make that argument when Aldo missed like four years with various injuries. Oh, he has at least one fight every year. 
too. I'm just saying, just making the argument. Like, Max Holloway fought seven months ago. Yeah, Max Holloway had a fight this year with dehydration. It didn't go the way that he thought it was going (laughs) to go, but he had a fight. Uh, And let's be fair, Holloway was going to step up in weight. Remember that Aldo didn't want to step up in weight. The UFC tried to make Aldo versus Kenny Florian, and Aldo and Andre Pedaneris weren't interested in that fight. They wanted Sean Shirk. So Holloway was willing to take the challenge. Aldo was willing to wait for a guy who's probably... But it didn't happen. Max, it didn't happen, though. That's the thing. Inaccurate. This is an inaccurate statement. That is unfair. Yeah, I'm I'm (laughs) going to throw a defense for Aldo real quick. Listen, you guys can throw all your defenses. You can you can build up all your force fields, but this is the hill, and I'm dying on it. <laughs> my my defense of uh, my Aldo is he be, uh um he made it to the point where basically guys had spent their whole careers basically just trying to beat him. That's true. I'm not, but I'm not taking anything away from him. I like. But if that's the case, then I would have to be like Uriah Faber. But Faber's not a. We would. Nobody here would say Faber is an all-time great feather or the, the greatest. Well, no, like I, I, well, I'm talking about like just in like conceptually, like you compare all it, those records with it, like it, 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 Anderson Silva, which I understand. But but this is where I think like all those record. Um, I want to say is better than Silva's, but it, it, this is where it's more impressive. I can barely hear myself. Hold well, on. I know because somebody's in a hang glider, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Making a fan man run in. On the way home from work. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, roll, roll all your windows up. <laughs> windows Listen, let, up. let the man drive how he wants to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Safely, I hope. I hope your hands are on the wheel, both both 10 and 2. Debatable. <laughs> but um, Christ Almighty. The one thing that stands out to me when it comes to like Anderson Silva's re- re- resume, mm-hmm. like, and maybe this is unfair of me. Like, I, I haven't like it just occurred to me earlier when I was um just going over it. Like, I started taking the sport seriously. We're like, that's the guy I have to be. The, the only guy I can think of who was like that for his entire career was like Chris Weidman. And he ended up losing that. And that and that's why like the um the wins versus like uh Chad Mendes. I like I hold them in a, like a, probably in higher regard than other people do. Fine, because Chad Mendes' whole entire career, from, from the day Uriah Faber lost the title, uh, lost his title fight with Aldo, has basically been to beat Jose Aldo, and that's what makes his career. That's what makes his resume stand out to me. I oh. hey, go ahead. What? There's only one featherweight that's in the top ten greatest of all time, and that's Aldo. So why isn't he the greatest featherweight of all time? That's all I'm saying. Wait, excuse me. There, there's only one featherweight that's in the top ten greatest of all time, and that's Aldo. I would so put. Just, well, look. I think for the for the record, 
it's unfair to say Max Holloway will never achieve that mark. Like he's he's still very young. But right now, Aldo's had how many extra? Max Holloway was what sixteen when Jose Aldo won the WEC featherweight. Like you kind of get what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I get it. You're saying right now, though. Max still proves Max still passes. I, I, as of right now, Aldo is the best of all. I, I would agree. If the world imploded today and we all died, he would, he would, he would, you people would be living Aldo. a tremendous lie. <laughs> I don't think Holloway's far behind. I think for me, when I and and this goes across any sport, regardless of like basketball, football, combat sports. I always look at sustained dominance. It's not just enough to make it and do it once or twice. The greats do it once, twice, three, four, five. You got to put up those kind of numbers before I start, you know, well, throwing you in those kind of combos. The thing with the, here's the thing with Holloway, though. He cleared out the division before he won the title. That's, thank you. That is true. That is true. Thank you. For, for some strange true. reason, the UFC decided that they didn't want him until he beat literally everybody. Yeah, I mean... It's like I was saying in the hype up to Holloway Ortega. You cannot find, you basically can't find a guy in the top ten who didn't fight either him or or Ortega. Like they beat everybody. It's basically just been a matter of them wiping the whole place out. You know, the only difference was that Edgar had Ortega had Edgar, and Holloway had Aldo twice, which again to me puts them above Aldo all time. Is that just saying? Just making that point. If it, Max Holloway could fall apart five to ten years from now. But I think that if you were making an all-time great ranking at featherweight, I'm going to take him over the guy who, you know, over the guy he beat. He, just beat, him tw- he beat him twice, and it's not like it's controversial. The only controversy and also kind of the, I guess, the elephant in the room is, did Conor McGregor take everything out of Jose Aldo at that level? But I don't think we have an answer for that because Conor never fought at 145 ever again. Because Conor McGregor could realistically and absolutely be in that discussion too. Yeah. You know, Poirier, <laughs> Poirier, Holloway, Aldo technically should kind of put you in that combo. And Mendez, he'd be Mendez. Yeah. Uh, Poirier and Holloway weren't that good when Conor beat them. Let's be real. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. With that. Yeah, he he caught them. I mean, and it's not his fault, because I'd be a hypocrite if I said it was. He did catch them early, though. He, he caught them early. But that's not his fault. He, he caught them when they were, you know, when they were. But neither here nor there. He, I want to disagree that he's not in the combo, but I'm still going to down the hill that all those are greatest of all time. But I would say, though, if, 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 if Holloway was to beat, like, Ortega and... Um, what was that? Well, I don't know, maybe just Ortega. Frankie and Jet or Chad. Yeah, if 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 Chad makes it back up there, which I, I I would like to assume he will, I still think he beats almost everybody who's not like. I think he'll be back up there quick. Yeah, I, I think if Holloway was to beat Ortega and Chad, then I'd probably hand that over to him without argument. But I can see how he's in the picture though. I'm just not gonna put him above. It that, is but... it is it is no slight to either man if you believe that they're not the greatest of the world. Because Aldo's in the top three worst case scenario. If you believe Conor McGregor should be at the top of that, he's in the, they're all in the conversation. And then you're... Yeah, they're, they're, only, they're. only Conor fans think he's the greatest featherweight of all time. Though. Possibly true. <laughs> <But they listen. laughs> we'll they leave listen. that there. 
<laughs> we'll leave that there. That's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother argument. I mean, you know, if they make the argument that he beat Aldo in record time, then... I guess I, it yeah. depends, I think, on whether or not you view those wins as snapshots in a moment of time or an overriding thing. Like, for me, with Holloway Aldo, Holloway, it wasn't just that he beat Jose Aldo, it was the fact that we had watched him mature from fighting Will Choke on Fight Pass, fighting for his job after Bermudez and McGregor, to becoming this absolute monster who couldn't be beat anywhere. You couldn't take him down, he submitted you, he could take you down, he could outstrike you, he had amazing cardio attacks. So I guess it was the progression of the story that makes him, to me at least, the best. I think another reason it's hard for me to have GOAT conversations, and it's kind of the reason why I hate doing these in, like, basketball, is to me it's hard to do them, like, while everything is still in motion. It's easier to have these when somebody's (laughs) toward, like, the end of their career, and you can kind of tell, like, they're winding down, and now I can look at the full picture as opposed to, like, being just caught in the moment, I guess. So, I, I don't know. It's but, a good conversation. It was at least enjoyable yeah. to to try and piece it together. And yeah. uh, I obviously, I, I I feel confident in my pick. I commend you for dying. I'm, I, and then favors like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we'll be revisiting this combo <laughs> very soon. Pretty pretty much whenever Ortega and Holloway finally happen, we'll, we'll probably be right back at that conversation again. Also, I hold, um, I hold against Max the fact that I actually spent money to go to Vegas to watch, <laughs> to, watch, to watch Ortega tap him out, and he didn't show up, so I'm okay. kind of mad Okay, but that. hold on. Okay, but what if you spent money to see, even worse, what if you spent money to go to UFC 178, and you spent money to see McGregor Aldo, and Aldo hurt his rib, and then as a reward, as a thank you, as Aldo's thank you to you, you got to watch a team alpha male guy get scrubbed out. Like that's that's gotta that's gotta count as well. Oh my god, dude! Don't get me started. I spent money to go to 106, which was supposed to be Brock versus Carlin, and I got Forrest and Tito instead. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you discredit Tito Ortiz? He fought with a fractured skull for you, goddammit. You're. you're... And, and I, and that was a pretty, that was a decent fight. Kostek and Rumble eye poke contest was very fun. Oh, but you got Swick and, was Swick and Tiago on that one or on the, no, that was 209. That was 109. <laughs> I got what a, a, a... Mir Sadalo beating up on Marcus Davis, I, would, I think. <laughs> oh, those are good times. I really hope this thing began with we're gonna breeze right through it. Late, we're just gonna get right through this fucking. Fight. <laughs> we skipped the fight announcements. Right, we did because we did them two days ago. Well, someone had to get all in their feelings about Jose Aldo not being the greatest featherweight of all time, so we had to. All right, we'll we'll, we'll move on. We, 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 this this could be the whole no. two hours. No, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got like. Four or five first-round finishes after this. Can we at least agree that Uriah wow. Faber isn't? <laughs> Top five. Sure, we can, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we, we can agree that he isn't. Right. But, you know. No, he's top he's five. A, he... Is he, though? <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> he put 145 on the map. We're not doing this. I'm just saying, I just asked the question. He, he put 145 on. Do this. <coughs> what map? 
What Maybe map? The Palms can have map. map? If, it, if it wasn't for Favor, there would be no lower weight class. <laughs> Man, there's a whole Straight fan up. base that just thumbs him, that just thumbs you down on that alone. We're going to save this for uh, when Faber comes back to challenge for the title. There would be no... <laughs> All right, we'll save this for Faber Cruz. Four. Uh, but on to other goats. Um, Ioana Janjacek, Tisha Torres. Um, I, f I think I was the only person on Earth who was quietly rooting for Tisha Torres, and then I just watched her get beat up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was silently pulling for Torres. Not that I don't like Joanna. I've just been a Torres fan since Invicta. Um, it beat the so that I, conversation I just, had me. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to see how good Torres could do against Joanna. And now that I've seen it, um, yeah, that fight did not go the way I'd hoped. Um I think around like the second round of this fight, I kind of realized like, oh, this was not a good matchup <laughs> because <laughs> because this was just one of those fights where it was like, if if Torres can't get a takedown, um, this is not going to be a good night because I, I think one of the things that um that uh, that Thug Rose does so well against Joanna, like she's her, she's really rangy. She can get in and out, but like her her size and like she knows how to use it to her advantage. And I, I think for that reason, like she she'll always have Joanna's number, in my opinion. And like Torres doesn't have that, like she doesn't have that size. She doesn't have that that range. So she's not gonna be able to pull that off. But I, I just didn't realize that till about the second round when she was going for takedowns and none of them worked. <laughs> And then she just kind of got worked in the clinch. And it was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what your recourse is. Like, Torres can hit hard. She can crack. But Joanna is just like a master technician. So it's like, you're not. You're not going to have like an at range striking match. And you, you won't win that. Like, 10 times out of 10, you, you're not going to win that. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the coaches wanted Torres to do. I don't know what the game plan was, but it definitely didn't. Um, it didn't work too well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That, that, that's Joanna just put kind of a masterclass on it. That was just a, a you know, a, a, a clinic, if you will. Just good clinch work. Aldo, she had like Aldo like takedown defense like she you know she was just really like never in I mean she got caught with a couple of like those few moments where like Torres just kind of let loose and they just kind of traded she she caught Joanna a couple of good times but other than those moments there was there was nothing else really Torres had to offer and Joanna just kind of did what Joanna does it was beautiful to watch and hard to watch because I, I wanted Torres to do well but Joanna gonna Joanna, pretty much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say, man. Uh, as, as a Torres fan, it was hard to watch. They just kind of get picked and beat apart for three rounds. Um, but yeah, I, I, how'd you guys feel?
Anna Cool, you wanna you wanna you wanna go on this one? I didn't even hear him stop talking. <laughs> oh. Uh oh. yeah, no, I, I heard like very little of that. Um long long story short, Joanna just go to one 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 spot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, like, I, I was just kind of baffled, like, Chief Torres is a fine wrestler, but, like, I, I wouldn't consider her even, like, one of the top five best in the division. You know, you got your Gade- uh, your Gadellas, your Andrajas, your Carly Esparza, your Tatiana Suarez's, and besides Suarez, I'm not sure any of those, uh, well, I'm pretty sure, like, none of them could take Joanna down enough to beat her. So I don't know why Torres' team decided that they had to go with the wrestling game plan to beat her. Like, the... Uh, hold up. Hello? Yeah? Yeah, yeah okay. I got scared. I'm not sure why they decided that they had to wrestle the didn't make any sense. Like, the only way Torres was going to win this fight was to get on the inside and just flurry. And it's not like Ioana's not, like, susceptible to that type of fight because when somebody gets on the inside, she tends to just, like, plant her feet and throw. We saw it here. She got cracked. Uh, what was it, the end of the first round? Second, I think, was the brawl. Right. And immediately she ties her up and tries to take her down in the closing seconds of the round. Like, it's just dumb. Uh, From Ioana, like, it was just, like, great, um, great clinch fighting, great, uh, just making Taurus pay from distance. Because she would just, like, camp out at kicking range and just allow Ioana to just kick her in the stomach. She went to a really nice body punch uh, that took, like, all the life out of her. That's not a good sign. You a lot Stokes? <laughs> what is that? I have no idea. Uh-oh. Did we lose everything? No, I'm here, I'm here. I'm just trying to make sense of all this. Oh. <clears throat> For what it's worth, the technical analysis I just heard was quite good. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, it's just... No, I'm serious. I thought I thought Anna Cole nailed it pretty much to, to, the, to the letter. It's a technical beating. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, uh, it's the moral of the story. I mean, just like a beating. Just like... You, you you got out game planned. And I like I don't even think like you know Ana like worked her game plan. I think she just realized, oh, Tisha Torres is gonna give me the fight I want. <laughs> so I'm I'm just going to let her do her thing, and then when we get into position, I'm going to beat her up because she can't beat me there. Yeah, I think even like the takedowns were weird because it was like it just seemed like I mean I, I get it. You got to mix it up. But it seemed like all of her takedowns, she was just trying to get against the cage. And it was like, clearly this isn't working. So, like, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just seemed like this was one of those fights where, like, I don't know if they had, like, a plan B. So, like, after plan A wasn't working, I, I don't think there was a... There, there was nothing... I mean, I think her coach in the third told, told her to, like, let her hands go, but... You know, you you can let your hands go against Joanna, and you know, you kind of see where that's gonna get you. It's probably not. <laughs> it's probably not gonna go but, too but well. Like the th the thing is, and like I remember we, I don't know if we talked about this with Aldo. Um, like, like Joanna like, and all those games are basically completely built around the fact that they expect people to try to take them down. Uh, like every bit of offense. Uh, like every like thought put into the strategy is based around the idea that whoever we put in front of you, they are going to try to take you down. So all your offense is going to be geared around stopping the takedown and then making people pay for trying to take you down. So just to play into that game, just to play into that type of game with her it just makes no type of sense. I don't know. Maybe they thought somehow theirs would go different. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was they, it, maybe it was they the just same fight that Juliana Lima be, gave her. I was like, maybe they just thought she was gonna be strong enough. Not maybe not to muscle her around, but I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they didn't envision like what they got. <laughs> And I don't think in their mind this was what was supposed to. Well, obviously they didn't think this was supposed to happen, but I yeah I don't, I don't know I don't know I don't know what the game plan was for this fight, but boy did it not work. Um, does <clears throat> do do, do we think we should, she should still go to one twenty five? I I honestly think she should still go to one twenty five. Yeah, I think. I mean, she could take the one fifteen belt if the champ wasn't Thug Rose, but I think as long as Thug Rose is there, I don't. I don't think she she gets the belt back. Yeah. You, you have to give yourself a chance. And it was pretty obvious that whether it was game plan related or just a freeze, Tisha Torres did not really give herself a chance to beat Joanna. This is the most mortal Joanna has looked in a long time. You know, Rose, even before Rose, you know, we've been talking about it, that, that there are little things in her game that were starting to get picked up on. And Rose was kind of the one who finally broke through. So this is as human as you're going to get with a top-level fighter. And if you fail time and time again against the best of your division, at some point you have to change something. And this felt like another, another Tisha Torres performance where at the end of it, she's left there kind of like, yeah, I had a few moments, but. So at some point... You can't just leave the... At some point, if you're going to be considered one of the best in your division, you can't leave every single fight that's a big fight with, you know, someone else getting their hand raised. And so this was probably her last chance to have that big performance. And she got jabbed at range. Every attempt to try and cut off the distance, every attempt to try to cut off range was a flailing, reaching arm grab takedown that was like a body lock that wasn't going to go anywhere. There was one moment where she had Joanna in a little bit of trouble, uh on a takedown and Cormier is like almost begging her not to let her get back to the cage. And she immediately just couldn't control her and wound up at the cage. <laughs> so I like Tisha. I think Tisha Torres is a good fighter, but this is another example of sort of like Jeremy Stevens, where how many more times do you get to get to the top of the division and fail before it finally says something about you 
for the long term. And this is another opportunity that she missed. And I don't even think she really gave herself a chance either. I mean, Anai Cole nailed the technical part of it. Like, everything he said was on point. But all I can do is follow up and just, you know... There's nothing else to be said from a technical standpoint. It's just from a division standpoint. And from a career standpoint, like, you're never going to get another opportunity like this. Same for Stevens. This was the closest you were going to get to a weak former champion who has a lot of name value who you could have poached. And... He came up short again. Yeah. Uh, back to the drawing board. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't don't know don't know what X's and O's you draw from here, but yeah, so some something's got to change, something's got to give. But for for Joanna, back in the win column, very impressive win. Um. I would like to see Joanna go up to 125. Go catch some bodies up there. Let's let's get this Shevchenko fight going. <laughs> let's 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 go make fun things happen. I mean, realistically, okay. everybody in her way to getting a title shot is Tisha Torres's. You know, strong, big women who their goal, like Liz Carmouche, is not going to go out there and throw hands with her. She's going to try to take her down repeatedly. Right, they're going to try to take her down. So. Right. And she'll probably piece. Yeah, like you. this is and not having to cut weight. I mean, she might. Right, she might even be able yeah. to finish again. Yeah. I mean, you know, because the finishes have yeah. gone gone by the wayside. Yeah. So, but yeah, Joanna, I put this on Twitter, man. Just a masterful performance, pretty much, man. Just really, really great. But congrats to her. Just overall great performance. Uh, next fight going down the card. Although I have to use my phone for this because my laptop froze. Alex Hernandez uh, <laughs> and Olivier Aubin Mercier. Aubin Mercier. The mustache is what I will call him. <laughs> but, oh man. Um, <laughs> somebody on Twitter posted that Alexander Hernandez is Rick Story 2.0. <laughs> 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 I, <don't, laughs> I don't think I fully agree with that, but I kind of see what they were going for. Um, Hernandez is really tenacious, though, man. Like, dude just kind of doesn't stop. Like, I almost felt bad for Mercier because, you know, he was... It, it was a competitive fight, but he just got the sense, like, at Hernandez just... He's never going to let you breathe. Like, I'm interested to see how high his ceiling is. Like, how far he can take this. Because I, th I think he has a really punishing style. Like, he, he's going to be one of those guys that... You know, when when you get the call to take them, like you take the fight because you want to take the fight, and after you hang up, you're like, "Oh crap!" Like, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> like I took this fight because I didn't want to look bad in front of everybody, but did I really want to take this fight? Because th this guy, th I think he's the real deal. But I just I'm interested to see how far he can go. But yeah, man, he just relentless pressure. He hits hard. He's really strong. Just another murderous lightweight, like just another killer down there who's just itching to get to the top. I mean, and these are two really good quality wins that he's got over Mercier, and then his first one over um Darius. So it's yeah, I think this guy has a pretty high sale. I'm just interested to see how far he can take it. But yeah, poor Mercier, man. He, he it just seemed like an overwhelming just. <laughs> It's like Hernandez is like a little Hulk, and just like the more you fight, the angrier he gets, 
and the more he's in your face and it's just like I, I don't know what you do with a guy like that unless you can just like put him out but I mean props to Mercier like he never like wilted or went away like he was still making it a competitive fight but it was just like this, this guy just he's too much he, he's he's too much yeah, um, I didn't realize how inexperienced Hernandez is, despite how long he's been fighting. Because he's been fighting since like 2012. Like, now we're I mean, all looking it up. No, I'm, like he, I, I didn't realize this. Like, no, I'm trying to look it up right now. Dude's been fighting, um, like guys winning records only since like 2016. Yeah, I mean, his third fight was Jamal Emers, who's no... That's no... For a regional fight, that's a big fight. Yeah. But, like, it just... It's just... It's really bizarre, because, like... You, you, you saw him against, like, Darius, and he looked polished. And that probably has more... That probably had more to do with the matchup. <coughs> Excuse me. In hindsight. Um, thank you. Um... It, that, yeah, that probably has a lot more to do with the um, the the matchup in hindsight because I think we talked uh, about this before. Darius is not a very athletic um, lightweight. In a lot of ways, he's kind of an he's kind of an overachiever himself. Um, he's not very fast. He hits pretty hard, but quick. And Hernandez was basically floating around like a freaking bantamweight. Um, so, like, when he got in there with Mercier, who was actually not, you know, the greatest athlete, but, like, a pretty solid one. Um, like, it just felt like Mercier had a better read on him, even though he doesn't have really a philosophy to his striking. Uh, it, it, his philosophy seems to be, like, okay, I know how to throw punches, but I don't want to get hurt, and I kind of want to wrestle, so... I'm gonna just float on the outside and wait for him to come to me, and then figure it out from there. So what we got was a lot of Hernandez just crowding himself, walking himself into Mercier's counters, and then like shooting for desperation takedowns. And and like in spots he looked pretty good, but like a large part of the reason he won this fight is because. Uh, Mercier got tired just trying to keep pace with him. Yeah. <coughs> that's, all. that's why I almost felt bad for Mercier because like he, like you said, it was kind of desperation, but <laughs> I almost understand him because it's like, what like, what can I do to just like get this guy just away from me? Like, I just need to breathe and stop <laughs> for like a second to just like just figure out what I need to do, and Hernandez just like doesn't give you that opportunity. Right. Um. I mean, I, I really want to see who they match him up with next. Yo, I've been, I just feel like he can give. Oh, you back? <laughs> what happened? I've been gone for like thirty minutes. Have you guys really only gone through like one fight since I left? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were trying to keep we were trying to keep abreast on your condition. We heard things falling. We thought you were in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that's some care, by the way, for, for your for your friends who are concerned about you. 
The only reason I came back was because there was emotional support. I see. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I think Hernandez is gonna give a lot of people some fits. I'm interested to see who who they match him up with next. But at lightweight, pretty much every matchup is a good matchup because everybody's good. Like you, you can't be at lightweight and be average, or you'll get bounced out fairly quick. But um. Yeah, man, Hernandez is a beast. Um, how how do you feel about this fight, Joey? I didn't feel anything, to be completely honest with you about it. It was, uh, it was, it looked like a guy who has a lot of promise and upside. Had a bad night because he's he's fighting on Fox. It's the first fight to open up the show on the, the main card, so to speak. It's a high pressure situation. When you're a short notice guy coming in on, you know, you, there's no real major pressure. So it looked like he might have felt a little bit of pressure and fought to that level. But if, if, if everything goes wrong and you still win a decision and you're never in any real trouble, then I guess that speaks to your talent level. But uh, I wonder how much weight he cuts, because he looked small compared to Mercier, who looked really big. Yeah, it, it, just, it, it didn't occur to me till this fight. Mercier is jacked. Like he's not Brazilian lightweight Jack, but he he's pretty That's, damn big. So he's not a Trinaldo, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Not a Trinaldo. Can't compare everybody to Trinaldo. <laughs> Trinaldo, Gleason Tebow. Well, Gleason Tebow. Yeah. Gleason Tebow had some help. Because Gleason Tebow, when he came back, looked like a withered birch. <laughs> no, nah, nah, man, this is old age. He, he just stopped training for two years. Yeah, you, well, you could take Yoel Romero out of the cage for two for three years, and he he'll come back looking. All right, we can't we can't compare humans to Yoel Romero. It's not it's not fair. We can't mention Yoel Romero because I think this will turn into a thirty minute. Can we talk about Yoel Romero Paul Acosta fight conversation? <sighs> so in between talking about uh, who Hernandez should face next, I kind of want to pitch an idea about going backwards actually about somebody. What about, we're talking about Jose Aldo. What about Aldo and Hooker? Hey. If you're looking for a fun, violent uh, fight, I mean. I want to see Aldo Pettis instead. I, I'm cool with that. But I just, uh, and by the way, we all know who Alexander Hernandez is going to fight next. He's he's so ready for the Jim Miller. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim Miller, no, Jim Miller chest yourself. <laughs> that is, no, no, we don't need the Jim Miller <laughs> carnival ride. The, the, the Jim Miller which Jim Miller shows up? <laughs> I think at this point we know what Jim Miller we're getting. Oh, you you guys better not. Oh, UFC, you better not do that to me. You better not shove Jim Miller against Hernandez in my face. I mean, <laughs> what's what's Diego Sanchez doing? Leave him alone. <laughs> no, 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 that's worse. I mean, yeah, the much. It's worse because he's really going to want to bang and he might get himself killed. Hey, Sanchez is basically a wrestler nowadays. He's basically a... Oh. a, a I don't want to get banned for fighter bashing. <laughs> I don't want to get my, my, my credentials revoked. No, I, I was just going to say like that's an unfair fight. Diego Sanchez is, is a good guy who's important to the fabric of MMA. He does not need to be fighting Alexander Hernandez. That's just mean. Then he should retire. You can't force him. <laughs> can't force him. You can revoke his license, but you can't force him. But we could just not book him for a very long time. Just hope he goes away. Kind of. Yeah, just give I him. Hope the, you he know, forgets he's a fighter. 
<laughs> rude. I'm not gonna be a part of this. I'm not gonna be part of this, man. Clay Guida, do Hernandez, Clay Guida, then. Oh, that works. All right. I'm. A, yeah, I like that. That that could work. That could work. Just no. Just no oh, guillotines. For some reason, Diego Sanchez just reminded me that across the sea, um, um, Takanori Gomi and um, Melvin Goard. Yeah, that's going to be a, a thing. Melvin Goard probably came in at like 190 pounds. <laughs> Stop. Shut <laughs> up. Leave him alone. Oh, Mel- man. Melvin might have a thyroid condition we're not aware of. We just can't be picking on people. <laughs> Hernandez is one of those guys, I think, by the way, who like is a real victim of this 155-pound talent glut because if he was a 185-er or a 205-er, this performance gets forgiven, you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, he won. We just need a guy who won. But at 155, you have to be almost like dominant every time out. Because otherwise, you're just another guy in the sea of guys who are really great. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I hope the next person they match him up with is in his age bracket. Let's, let's not throw the Jim Millers of the world out there. But we're totally fine with poor Clay Guida getting shoved out there. But at least Guida is still like he's trying. When I, oh come on, no, yes. no, no, hold on. Now Jim Miller's trying. All right, he's doing his best. <laughs> it's a different. I'm kind just of saying. Be fair, let's be fair to Jim Miller. He fought Jim Miller. Fought Dustin Poirier. He fought uh, Anthony Pettis. He fought somebody else. Ronaldo. <laughs> and he went to a decision yeah. with all three guys. That's something to be commended for. He's not completely. Dan Hooker was just unfair. He must have pissed somebody off. That was just not nice. Not a nice matchup for him. You know what? I don't like the young guys fighting each other, but Hernandez and Hooker would be fun. You could give me any Dan Hooker fight. I think there are so many young guys at lightweight that this might be the one division where I don't care if they fight each other because they're 30. Yeah, like that and that and Featherweight <laughs> is another one where it's just like, just put them all in there. Yeah. So Who else, who else could make yeah. sense for 155? Evan Dunham. I mean, you beat BJ the guy. Penn. BJ, yeah, sure. You know what, BJ Penn. There you go. No, let's let's. We need to keep BJ away from gloves and I mean, if... pads. So what if BJ <laughs> wants to start a career in medicine? He's not allowed to be a doctor now because he can't be around gloves. Yeah, he has to find another way. I don't want to know. <laughs> he might. He might put. He might put on those plastic gloves and get the urge to fight again. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's going to put tape around those gloves. And the oxygen tank will be right there if it goes beyond yeah. 10 now. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to Hernandez, though. Good, good, good performance. Um, this next fight, like, I don't know what to say about this. Jordan Mean and Alex Morono. You ever been, like, happy that somebody won, but you were sad at the same time? <laughs> 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 the reason I say that is because, like, anybody who's been following Mean since, like, before he was in the UFC, it's like, you watch him now, and it's like, this doesn't feel like this. Is this the same guy that I used to watch? Like, is this the same guy who elbowed, um, what was, what was uh, Cyborg? Yeah. I'm like, is this, is this him? Is this... Well, one, one day he become 
See, and I'm almost not even mad at him becoming a wrestler because I, I think at this point in his career, like, that might help him. This is the only way he stays in the cage. Yeah, this might be the only way, like, he stays upright and and and, and avoids a lot of bad situations. Because, um, I mean, yeah, they, they were trading in the first round and he, he got he got tagged a little bit. He had me worried. Um, but, I'm, I mean, props to him for using his wrestling. I mean, he... I would rather you use your wrestling and just get the W than you go out for a slugfest and get face planted or, or something worse. Um, I don't know. It was just weird watching this fight. It was like when when Mean came to the UFC, I really thought like this. <laughs> I thought like, oh, man, this guy's going to shoot up to the top. He, he's fun to watch. He's always exciting. And his career just didn't, you know. It did not go on the trajectory that I that I envisioned in my head going, but sure. no, nonetheless, I'm I'm glad he got the W. Um, like I said, after that first round, had me kind of worried because he, you know, they were both trading, but he got tagged a little bit. Um, but hey, man, he, he showed he, he's well rounded. He went for his wrestling and it worked. So, you know, a, a win is a win, as they say. But um, this dude has been fighting for 12 years. He's 28 years old. <laughs> Alan Burger syndrome. <laughs> like, Everything gets knocked over. Go ahead, go ahead, continue. No, uh, like, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm surprised Jordan Mean can still walk. Like, all these dudes who start young and then just fall apart in their late 20s. It's just, it's a miracle half of them can still function, let alone fight. Um, so like to see him go out here and get a win against a guy who, like, do we qualify? Does Morono qualify as dangerous? I would say so. Actually, he he's he's had some. He is nothing if not a fight finisher. Put it that way. I mean, like he, uh, James Muntasri, he beat up pretty well. Berkman, I think he fought as well. Kyle Noak, he, he he beat him, but by like our he's he's a, he's competent. We'll go with competent. Right. He, he is a a wild but competent fighter who manages to put it all together. And for me to go out there and somehow get a decision over him, um, it, it, it shows signs of life. But this isn't the same dude. Uh, who we thought who beat like Mike Pyle? Um, like this, like this is like one of those things. Like, what what do you want out of your career? Are you doing this just for a paycheck, or are are you actually going to try and make a run at the title? And I, I guess that's where like the sadness sets in. You know, I kind of took it in a different direction. Uh, Jordan Mean at this point probably has nothing left to prove. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's had this long fight career. He's racked up finish after finish after finish after finish. Um, at this point, it's like, I don't think the guy who, you know, gave Matt Brown and, and Tiago Alves problems is still there anymore. The guy who went, I think, to a split decision with Tyron Woodley is there anymore. I think that those days are over. But if this is how he can rack up wins, then he doesn't owe me anything because he's already had those amazing fights and whatever. Uh, so, uh, absolutely. 
But like at, at the same time, like is he just doing this for a paycheck? Right. No, no, no. I I totally get what you're saying because I think we can even see that this is not the same guy and even the fights don't have that same energy from him. So it is a reasonable question of like are you committed to doing this for the title? And if not, aren't there easier ways for you to potentially make money that don't involve this? Yeah. It's it's almost and not even like to make light of it, but like I I literally look at him and I'm like concerned. Like like are you like holding up still? Like are you he just looks like it doesn't look like he moves the same. Like he looks I don't know, he looks He off. looks like he's he looks ten years really, older than he is. Yeah, he looks he looks broken. Like like it's taking everything he has to like go out there yeah. still. He looks like a dude who got a yeah. break far, far too late. Like yeah. he took this break. He should have he should have taken two years off a long time ago. Cause he's got a lot of fights on his record for a young man. And then you think of guys like Anthony Smith. That's what I mean. That's different. He's a big guy. Yeah, yeah that's big, true. Big guys have different rules. Because look at Ellenberger. Ellenberger's kind of the same way. You would assume that he's not like, he's not an old guy for the, for 170, but he's just broken. And he's broken beyond repair because he's had a million fights before getting into the UFC against top-level competition. And now once your chin breaks, it don't, it don't fix itself. Like once you lose it, you lose it. Right. So, yeah. If if this is how Jordan Meehan plans on elongating his career, then at I least mean, it's a safe route, safe route to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> well. Yeah. I, I'm almost like nervous to see who he gets matched up with next because I just don't know if I want to watch. I don't know. Bartos Fabinski. I mean, just let Fabinski and him grapple for fifteen minutes because they're I mean, not gonna throw any punches. Yeah, just, just, uh, put them, just keep putting them in Canada, I guess. Anybody got updates on the Mikey Garcia fight by chance? Uh, I just started. I opened up my laptop to look at that and then uh, to look up any updates and then closed it immediately. So. <laughs> Is it right, on Showtime? Well. Showtime. Uh, Showtime. Oh, but uh, props to Jordan Mean. He he got a, a win nonetheless. Uh, this next. Wait, wait, I'm fight, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Robert uh, Easter is fighting with fur on his trunks. Is that not allowed? I I, I, I don't know, but it's it, it it's off putting. I'm going. So he's I'm going to then. Google Robert Easter trunks. I'm going to Twitter <laughs> tweet tweet search. Get some opinions on here. Apparently, this is not a, the first time he's done this because I've got at least two tweets from 2016 commenting on it. Okay. It I, looks like just, he's. Just, <laughs> go ahead. No, I guess I'm just paying attention because this man is wearing like two chinchillas on his hips. <laughs> this fella here says it looks like he's wearing jellyfish. So. <laughs> didn't didn't what's his name do that? Um, Gervonta Davis, didn't he do that, like, two fights ago? Gervonta, uh, maybe? I don't even... I don't know. I feel like two fights ago I was disappointed in him, so I don't know what he did. 
<laughs> to get to get sensei mad at you, you must true shame, <laughs> true shame and disappointment. <laughs> oh man, but uh, this next fight I was pretty uh, happy about. Uh, Hakeem Dawadu and Austin Arnett. I apologize, you guys are about to hear a noise. Um, I'm definitely about to watch the Mikey Garcia fight while we stream. <laughs> Alright, people, so we're back. I had a technical difficulty. It was all my fault. Um, don't use alternative methods when you try to watch fights. Hint to hint, wink, wink. <clears throat> I will not elaborate. <laughs> but, um, next Allegedly. fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> Allegedly. Next fight going down the card, uh, Hakeem Dawadu and Austin Arnett. Um, Hakeem got his, I, I guess, redemption, you could say, from his first outing that did not go well at all. Um, he he leg kicked Austin to death. He, he basically just put on a, a striking clinic um, on Austin. He, he was a lot more patient than... Well, he he didn't get time to do much in his first fight at all. Um, so I, I can't say he was much more patient because that fight didn't last that long. But it, it seemed like he was taking his time to just get the W. But he, he definitely looked really good doing it. Like, he was pretty much in control of the entire fight. Um, get up, get up, get up, get up. Just leg kicks, good combinations. Just He, he, he hit Austin with everything. He, he kind of played with that head kick a bit much, though. Like, he, he was dodging it by inches. But it was, you know, it worked out because he would return with a low kick um, every time he dodged it and got out the way. Um, so, yeah, pretty much a three-round, you know, <clears throat> just a nice little little, little mini clinic from, from Dawadu to finally get himself in the win column. Um, so how how'd you guys feel about uh, Mr. Dawadu and Mr. Arnett? <laughs> out of six jiu fighters on nine fight losing streaks. <laughs> Man, we came back from a break to that. To that, kind of, that kind of meanness. It's like, that can be a good fighter. Like, just from what I've seen from here. But, good God, Rick Little should be nobody's coach. And you want to know how I know that? It's because Rick. W- w- which fight was it? Was it the um? Oh God, it's gonna kill me. Was it the Juliana Pena? Pena uh, Shevchenko. He gives the interview where he's like, "We don't train our fighters to defend leg kicks or body punches." <laughs> Clearly, it's a very spacey right? interview. Where where he obviously yeah, I do know what you're talking about. was having a Sorry. great time on camera. Um, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? And, and then you, you see shit like this where his fighter goes out there and gets leg kicked to death. Yeah, and had like no recourse or really yeah, just... Yeah, it was, it's all recourse fighters are. They're like dudes who like try to overwhelm their opponents. A bunch of weight shit and then they try to like march down their opponents. Stuff like this happens to them. Um, as for Dewada, like, Dewada, he got a good like, first win in the UFC. Um, he looked good. Not great, but good. Uh, Dude needs to stop circling into the other guy's power. And uh, he, it's not like he circles a lot. He's not, like, out here, like, just, um, he doesn't move a lot. 
he he stays in the pocket. Like if if you throw a punch, he'll like put the guard up, but he he won't take a back step. He won't disengage, which I found really interesting. Um, there there, there are not a lot of people in the sport who are like aggressive counter leg kickers. Like Sensei was saying, like Arnett would throw a head kick. Dewaru would literally just like back out of it and then counter with a leg kick. So, uh, so that's always cool to see. Um, but dude, just start seeing those right hands coming down the middle, or else he's gonna get knocked out again. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I don't. No, no, oh, good. Go moving. Takes a lot of energy out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I don't know uh, how how hot Dawadu's ceiling is, um, but ha- happy at least he at least got the win and, and looked you know looked good doing it. Um, yeah, Arnett though, you might want to start checking those leg kicks, buddy. Um, just just a you know. It's kind of weird though. Like I wonder, like if, if like you see your coach say that, and then like y'all are in practice or you're in camp, like don't don't you ever just have that moment? Where it's like maybe I shouldn't listen to him or like like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you, I think you're trying to be more deep and just you know sometimes when you try to be deep you come up me, you know every day. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Either, either way, he he he. Uh, he got leg kicked for all his problems of not checking them. So, uh, Dowdy got the W. Um, just, a lot of these, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I just don't know. I, I'm trying not to be mean. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. I just don't necessarily know if Austin Arnett is UFC quality. Because uh, he, he fought on the Contender Series, and he <laughs> lost to... Why are we laughing? I'm trying to be fair. And he, he, lost, to, uh, he lost to Brandon Davis in a fight where... It was it was a fun fight, but it was obvious who the better fighter was, so it wasn't the like the most competitive fight. And then he didn't take another fight, and he fought Corey uh, Sandhagen, and he got blasted out by him in a fight where he didn't really show anything. And then he fought Hakeem Dua, uh, he fought Duadu in a fight where you know you don't have to be a uh, you don't have to be a genius to tell that one of these guys is getting pushed and one of these guys isn't. So. I just like I still don't necessarily know a whole lot about Duwadu on this level. I don't know how like how good he's gonna be, and uh, I feel like this was just a fight to get him a win, and then see what comes after that. So, I guess the jury's still out. Yeah, I think I need to see a little, a little more, because like I said, yeah, his first fight just ended so fast. You didn't get to see anything. You know, th- this fight was good, but it was just, you know, it was an impressive performance, but, you know, yeah. I, I think you're right. Verdict's verdict still out, but. And it's just, it's just, it's not a disrespect to Arnett. It's just such a vast difference between, especially at 145, between the top regional level guy at a weight class like this and UFC quality. Like, there is a difference. Yeah. So. It's, it's kind of like a mini lightweight, like. Killers are lurking everywhere in this division. So yeah, you you can't just be any old body roaming in here and thinking it's it's, it's going to work out for you. But um, yeah, because look at Mark Jacasey, who he was going to set the world on fighter at 155, but there's such a massive difference between good regional guy and great you and, and and just UFC quality at like weight classes like this. So 
I'm I'm cautiously optimistic on Duato. I'm not off the bandwagon just yet. Uh, we'll see. But keep those leg kicks coming. Because as long as people don't check them, <laughs> that'll that that'll keep working out. But uh yeah, he he got his unanimous decision, so good good one for him. Uh this next fight did uh did not last very long. Uh Islam Makachev and Kajan Johnson. Or is it Kajan? They said it during the broadcast and I probably still saying it wrong. Um I honestly don't remember much of this fight other than K-Jan getting taken down and getting armbarred, which I guess that was pretty much... I'm not going to say that was the whole fight, but... You know. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think much else happened. Uh, I, I was traveling, so I got in as they were, like, doing the replays of it. So. Yeah, I, I just remember, like, Islam was just kind of marching them down and, like, once he got that takedown, it was kind of, you know, kind of over after that. Not not much. Uh, not much else happened after that. Um, what's Makachev's record? He hasn't lost a fight, has he? He lost to God. What, oh God, what was his name? Yeah, who I was a big fan of, and now is fighting outside the UFC. <laughs> can't be a forty-year-old lightweight. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, you, you, you can't make that comment. Trinaldo's in the, the lightweight division. <laughs> Sorry, he, he's a he's a forty year old man with the body of a freaking bodybuilder. So who does Trinaldo fight in in Beach Muscle FC? Then, like we have to find a way to clone him, and it, like, so, so that he can fight Yoel Romero two on one. <laughs> oh man the question is Yoel Romero loves all things that God has created but is a clone lovable to Yoel Romero because he's created in a oh. laboratory he may take no mercy only one way to find out Jesus. what a what a, <laughs> <laughs> what a night how did we get to this conversation I think it's no because you know what I think and I call on to something we need to have fights on beaches and just get the muscles up dudes and have yeah. them fight it out and Tim Boach can be like a ringer like he, he he's there with his kids and then he's just like I'll try and then you got Tim Boach against y'all around our, our organization is going to be like the WWE's like juicing's mandatory I do <laughs> not advocate that I want to feel like out. Tim Boach has to <laughs> Yeah, I think we should make the barbecue fight the real See, thing. We can have like, two leagues. We have beach muscle and like barbecue fights. Barbecue, barbecue. The, all the tough dads have to fight at the barbecue, and the winner gets like a rack of ribs or something. <laughs> it's like the no. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make it serious, you got to make it serious. The winner gets the others. Win. <laughs> oh, no, he wouldn't want the family. He gets the wife yeah, and the lawnmower. The family, so you can say I'm the dad now. <laughs> he gets the garage and all that's inside of it. Oh man, that would be an epic post-fight interview. It's like storage wars. Like, Dude, I knocked you out and I took your wife and your kids. <laughs> but Adrian Broner says, "Happy all be daddy now." Everybody gets all mad. I took oh, your man. wife and your kids and your hedge trimmer, bro. <laughs> oh man. We gotta make this happen somehow. Somebody throw some money at us. But the other guy has to pay the bills for the house you got. For the for the oh, he's gotta pay alimony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
We've just created the next big. Where are the TFL investors at, man? We got we got gold over here. You guys are. Who would Tim Boach even fight in the barbecue dads division? Doesn't matter who wins. They'll knock him out. It's basically Tim Boach, Dan Heavyweight division. It's the whole division like outside of the top like four. Yeah, it's like them. It's like Cormier, Glover. <laughs> no, I'll leave for me. I hope throw somebody over the grill. We can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's how you make champions. That's how Jose Aldo became so great. Uh, oh, God. Glover Tex, I'm mad. And they got to rep their their representative, like their respective countries in barbecue. So you got like, uh, what's, what's uh, oh, God, what's his name? Who is the big, clunky Korean middleweight the UFC has? Hong Yu Lim? Oh, no, he's a welterweight. Oh, God, what's his name? Dong Yang. Here? I'm pretty sure he's still alive. alive. Yes. Still in the UFC. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. But we can have Korean BBQ against Brazilian BBQ. We can do Dong Yang against <laughs> The worst, dude. Or the best. Oh, man. We'll, 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 we'll hold on to that idea. If I ever get rich. I'm in. I'm yeah. all in. I'm all in. How did we get here from Islam Makachev? I have no idea. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I can re- I'll retrace the steps. I mentioned Adriano Martins, and you said you can't be a 40-year-old Brazilian lightweight, and Whoa, I pointed I, out that I there's... I never Trinol- the word Brazilian in there. Yeah, yeah you did. You can't be a 40-year-old lightweight. Okay, you can't be... Well, no, because who's a... Are you sure? Are we sure about this? We have the tape. I have no idea what happened. I mean, I, well, either way. So can you be a 40-year-old Brazilian? Like only that? if you're juiced to the gills. What are you trying to say about this? Ronaldo? I'm going to say... <laughs> th- what there a is a reason... How dare you? <laughs> I'm not gonna take this Trinaldo bullshit. I'm not gonna take this Trinaldo slander. I feel like every time oh, you guys on the show, we end up talking about Trinaldo. <laughs> no, I, listen, I'm not the Trinaldo guy. I'm the Yoel Romero guy. So now Trinaldo's just they're they're paired together at the hip now forever. Trinaldo and Yoel Romero. I want to say it's two guys who have defied the, the laws of age. <laughs> go on, I'm listening. I don't have anything else. <laughs> go on, go on. Just two guys who <laughs> defied all logic with age and and, and... well, Romero's defied a lot you know, of odds. You know they state. could be, they could be like the the, um, the cops and like a senior citizen like community. <laughs> could you imagine walking in to see your nana? Oh, man. At... Like your Romero would be like the tough dad, like. Uh, when you thought you won the Tough Dad tournament at the barbecue, he's really the final boss. He's the final boss? He's the grill master? <laughs> he, fights, <laughs> he fights in his chef hat. <laughs> Dude, he gives him strong hat. Cuban dad energy. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like the third time you've <laughs> The most Cuban he man is. that ever lived, he said. Leave him alone. I saw a guy like Yoel Romero who might have challenged him. It's like 97 degrees on like Park Avenue, and he's got a bowler hat, 17 chains, and like a leather vest yes. that's open. So he, he was, that, was, given... that, was, that was definitely an open challenge. <laughs> he was looking for Romero. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. All right, let's 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 move on. But we. This, this well, what else a... on this card is there really to talk about? Like, you want to talk about Joel Romero? Or you want to talk about Caitlyn? I want to talk about how Islam Makhachev called out Brock. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a thing. That's I mean, I'm down with it. <laughs> I have no comment. You know that there is some American guy out there who wants Brock Lesnar versus Islam really badly, so <laughs> just, that's his dream. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I, I'm pulling for Makachev to knock out his fake teeth. Oh, oh my god! Oh man! How does that happen? <laughs> Hits him. <laughs> no, I think he's talking about Brock's teeth. What happened to Brock's teeth? I mean, oh, well, yeah, you, you eat nothing but sausage. You eat nothing but what you kill. <laughs> yeah, eat nothing but raw meat, and you wind up with some <laughs> fucked up shit. I can't remember what it was, but it's like right around the diverticulitis. <laughs> it's like right around diverticulitis time, where somebody took a picture of him in like full hunter garb at a Jimmy John's. <laughs> Ordering like twenty sauce, like, like a bunch of sandwiches. I wish I, could I don't know why that image is so funny. I don't remember if he was in full hunter guard, but he had like rubber boots up to like his nipples. I remember that being a part of the picture. <laughs> Brock Lesnar at a Jimmy John's is hilarious. We've got Yoel Romero at an old folks home and Brock Lesnar at the Jimmy John's. Like, I mean, oh, they were man. sponsoring him. He probably got free Jimmy John's for life. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it was right around the time he returned to the WWE too, or or the Overeem fight, like in that weird. No, that, period. That's why he doesn't have any teeth anymore. I see. I'm I'm lost now because all I'm thinking about <laughs> Yoel Romero is like the director of your old folks' home. Like I just <laughs> so Sensei's got me lost because now I'm thinking of like you walk in to complain about the AC and it's Yoel Romero. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get back on track. We'll, it's we'll, not we'll... just Romero, but it's creepy translator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man! Let's well, talk about how great Ian Kutalaba is. I was gonna say, after, oh, all right, no, I'm gonna leave that joke alone. Go ahead, go ahead, let's hear it. No, 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 no. Go ahead, we're here. I was gonna hear it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know why this fight of just two other dads that could be at the barbecue. They're not middleweights, but oh, Kutalaba. For real, Kutalaba. light heavyweight is just the honorary dad division. It's like the drunk uncle division. There we go. It's the stepdad. Their tournament is like a cross. Yeah, drunk stepdad. It's a drunk. Their tournament is across the street. It's the stepdad who married your mother for that check she gets every month. Oh, my God. That's the division. Lava fought. All seriousness, he's not a bad light heavyweight. Now, clinch work was a. Well, he's not perfect. He's just not bad. Yeah, he's fine. At 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 light heavyweight, you know, th- th- this is something. I'll I'll take this. You take what like, you I'll, get. I'll, <laughs> I'll take, take this, this and I'll be happy with it. Dude, I remember uh, Kudalaba when he was like a heavy, like he had just debuted. Oh, full thought about him on Sure Dog, and he looked like he was five six. <laughs> and like 300 pounds because he was literally just a circle <laughs> Pac-Man shape yes. is what you're and saying he threw a punch that was so fast and so hard it looked like it shook the hard camera 
<laughs> oh, Use the technical terms here. Perfect. Well, do you want to know what that fight actually made me think, though? Where is Misha Serkunov? Trying to figure out how to fix his chin. Man. Why is Nikita Krylov not gotten his back call to back? back. <laughs> <laughs> Krylov's back. Apparently, he's fighting Jan, no? Wasn't that the rumor? Just because M Misha Serkunov pretty much had his way with Ian Kutelaba, and Kutelaba's now a pretty solid light heavyweight, so it does make me miss makes me miss uh, Serkunov a little bit. <clears throat> this division is going to be his if he can just not have a tragic accident before the age of 32, because DC's not going to be here for very long, guys, so we may be looking at Kutelaba and Serkunov and Anthony Smith and Khalil Roundtree and... <laughs> Dominic Reyes. Krylov and... Yeah, Re Re I think Reyes and Krylov is going to be a title fight. Well, Dominic Reyes for sure. I think, But but then again, I'm, I'm also like, I don't want to get too hyped up about a, a heavyweight, light heavyweight prospect. Sorry. A little worrisome. Uh, Have faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. I apologize. Well, I mean, I think Reyes is really good. But, uh, uh Kudalaba uh, uh, put the nice clinch Tiger knee, Sagat elbows and knees, uh, all over uh, this 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 poor gentleman. This point, whose, name <laughs> whose name I don't remember. Antigulov, Godmarad Antigulov, who had that yeah. Ricardo Mayorga cardio. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He he got really like I I wasn't know if it was because of the elbows or he just got tired. <laughs> but... It was a combination <laughs> of shooting for two takedowns. <laughs> and they getting knees in the stomach like three times. Yeah, he he was he was he was feeling it. He was feeling it. But he was feeling it. It was a good finish though. It was a pretty just. Sure. I just, I enjoy knees and elbows. Those are like two of my favorite things. So I was I was pretty happy with the stoppage. Like I said, anything at two o five, that's like remotely good. I will take it and I will be happy with it and I won't complain. Um. So yeah, that was that fight. So good on uh, Kudalaba, pretty pretty violent finish. Uh, next fight, John Magnesi and Ross Pearson. Um, the first round of this fight had me worried, and then thank God things picked up a bit more in the second and third. Actually, was a pretty nice, violent, bloody boxing match, pretty much. Um, yeah, pretty much what this was. I don't really have much to like dig into other than. <coughs> It was just a boxing match in which uh, Pearson did not come out <laughs> on the right side of uh, his face was was pretty messed up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a ton to say. It was an exciting fight, though. I don't want to undersell this. <laughs> the, the, at least the second and third round were, were really good, and Magnesi really turned it on in the in the third round. He was he was getting loose out there, but yeah, just a nice. Three round box. Hey, fight of the night. Um, it is. Would it be? It 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 won it. What was? Yeah. It did. <laughs> yeah, they 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 definitely threw down. They definitely it, definitely Mike threw Desi, down. Uh, has one of the best lead hands in MMA. Like from the jab to like the the the, um, the, the hook. If you try to close distance, it's just so smooth and so well timed. <clears throat> It's such a shame that he's like three inches too short for this division. It, 
like I said it before, like if he was like if he was at featherweight, he he probably would be like a top ten fighter. Instead, he fights in like a in at lightweight, where like stylistically, there's always just gonna be somebody who just is going to outplay him. Like Al Alain Patrick is like a six foot one tank of a lightweight and is able to just take him down with ease for like three rounds. <coughs> Cerrone. Tall guy. Yeah. Who, who could literally just kick him from halfway across the cage and Mendesi <laughs> could do nothing to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, he put it on here. He, he definitely put it on here. I was surprised he didn't throw more kicks, but I guess the hands were working so well. Why? I guess why mess up a good thing? Yeah. Um. Shouts to Pearson because he looked like he was going to was... die in that third round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his face was he was wearing it. He was definitely wearing it. Yeah, McNessie's kind of like like in that weird spot, like. I think it's safe to say, like, we're not going to see McDessie in, like, any title fights. But, like, he'll just stay around. Like, he'll always just be lurking in the water somewhere. And he'll <clears throat> he'll, he'll pick off some guys along the way. Yeah. Has he ever tried to cut the uh, No, I don't think so. But he, he missed he missed weight at 155, so I don't, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he probably couldn't. Yeah, yeah that sucks, too. Cause he, yeah, he's just one of those guys, I think we said that before. Like, they're just some guys who are, like... They're in that weird area where, like, they're small for their weight class, but they can't go up because everybody else is just so much bigger than them. So they're just kind of, you're, you're, like, stuck in purgatory, like, weight class purgatory, pretty much. But, um, yeah, pretty, pretty fun fight. Um, all right, so this is going to be the part of the car where my memory starts to fade because these were the earlier fights that, like, I was watching them, but I wasn't watching them. At the same time. <laughs> in, in, in defense to you, they were like eight hours ago. So, uh, uh, Kaylin, uh, is it Chugagin? Chukagin. Chukagin. Yeah. And Alexis Davis. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I, I don't. Uh, the only thing I remember from this fight is looking at Alexis Davis's face and seeing how red it was. And I was like, it looked like you had a head-on collision with Bullet Bill from Mario Kart. And, like, he just rammed, like, right into your nose. <laughs> but I don't remember any, like, technicals or specifics of this fight at all. Uh, it's just like a Chikagi fight. It, I suppose yeah, that's Yeah, it was just it. like... If you see... It, it was like a Chikagi fight, except Alexis Davis got punched in the face. Probably a lot more than other opponents, um, or or at least war worse than other opponents. Like, Chikagi is like a pure outfighter. She has no like simple offense on the inside. Uh, and if it wasn't for the fact that she fights at one twenty-five. Um, she probably would get knocked out by the first person who would just, like, chase her down. Because she doesn't really throw when she moves. Which is really weird. I didn't notice that until this fight. She throw, she'll she plant her feet and throw. 
But, like, while she's backstepping, she's not pumping out a jab to create distance. She's just kind of, like, falling backwards. I, I, I don't remember much else about this fight. To kind of cross sports, uh, Chikagian is someone who kind of can't create on her own. It seems like like she needs... Like, I don't, I don't think she could she could get her own offense, so to speak, if someone wasn't coming forward in, a, like, a straight line, giving her ample opportunities to set up her kicking game or her, her counter-strikes because Davis does not move her head at all. Like, Chikagian fights kind of, like, dependent upon what her opponent brings to the table. It was a good fight, I thought. I, I personally thought I enjoyed it. Um, Chikagian's frustrating. I, I, when she first came into the UFC, I was pretty high on her, and now I'm kind of like, you're... You're a good fighter who's probably just going to be a good fighter. And, uh, I think this is what? Two in a row for her? Three in a row? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Three. I think she got all... Three, yeah. It was Aldana. And then... Someone else. And now this one. Maria Marabarello. The Italian the, uh, woman. The Invict- yeah, the Invicta champion. The Invicta uh-huh. interim champion. Whatever she's doing is is uh is working, so. <laughs> is it? She's just pulling the fight past people. Though. I mean, <laughs> it's a little mean, don't you think? On one hand, yeah. On the other hand, this was a number three versus number seven fight, and I feel like if the UFC had any confidence in Chikagian being like a thing, because right. she probably would have been on TV. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. And I think that of all the people at 125, you have a lot of people who are either established or fight finishers, and she does not fall into either category. So she's like... Uh... And she's... I think the, the worst thing in the world in the UFC to be is a striker who isn't an exciting striker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a grappler who finishes, all right. If you're a wrestler who, you know, can has powerful ground to pound, all right. But if you're a striker who can strike but doesn't really have any sort of element of danger in your game, it's probably the worst thing to be. So she's I wanna see her fight Jessica I. I think that's a good fight for one twenty five as a whole. I think it's a good important fight. Cause you assume Liz Carmouche has the leg up and if this is a title yeah. fight discussion. So I, I'm just uh, thinking of like a fight between her and like Valentina Shevchenko and my, my brain <laughs> shutting down. Don't don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to. He doesn't need that kind of punishment. I I bet Mark Henry could come up with a strategy to get something. Yeah, you know. Sure, if he had like that type of fighter. But like, mm. I, I think Shikagi is just gonna fight this type of fight every time out. Well, I mean, at this point, she's you know, I think you have like a four fight window to prove what you are and how you're gonna be. And all of her fights are the same, so yeah, makes sense. I should probably, I, I should probably mention, like, I, I've seen GK get fights since basically um, I started following MMA because she was once a part of Team Tiger Showman. Oh. Like, I, I, don't, I don't remember, like, when the split was, but I, I back when I used to work at Tiger Showman Gym, they used to have the internet blocked except for the Tiger Showman website. So all I did all day was watch a bunch of fights. 
and she was one of the people up there, and this is exactly how she fought. Well, it's gotten a three W, so I, I guess it's something. But now, now I'm thinking that like you East might, might remember this, but anybody remember the Tiger Shulman commercial that they had with like I the still plays here? Are you kidding me? Man. I guess I guess you really up like I'm making them meditate. Uh-huh. That, that commercial did not make it to Aria Waves over here. <laughs> it plays during the UFC gonna... at least three times every week. The only ones that I used to get were... I used to get those, like, during the Cartoon Network blocks for, like, 12 hours. I don't know. I, one of the worst commercials of all uh, dude, time. They're all terrible. I'll, I bet if I, I can look that. Let's see. Oh, that's weird, though. The worst commercials... Always seem to stick around the longest. Well, it had a rap song. So anything who, that anything that has a rap song has a chance. That is true. Sadly, they stick around well past their welcome. If it's a bad rap song, even better, because people like irony. <clears throat> oh, man. But shout out to Caitlin. She got a unanimous decision. Um. Oh, Dustin Ortiz and uh. Matthews Nicolau Pereira, um, sneaky head kick. <laughs> that, um, you know, ended that. Um, I don't remember much of this fight other than just the KO. That that head kick just kind of. Oh Lord, should we, should we listen to All this right, live on air? Go ahead. <laughs> you sent it. Did yeah. you Google it? Oh. All right. All right, so we're gonna go uh, listen to this Tiger Showman commercial, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. How much did they pay to get on TV? Uh, a lot of Tiger Showman's like a millionaire. He has like fifty gyms. Ah, yeah. oh, come on, YouTube, don't do this uh, to me. Something that doesn't Ortiz KO. Apparently, it was like. He caught him with a toe around the guard. Yeah. It looked perfectly blocked, but then the noise it made was... Yeah, I was going to say, like, you could tell when he landed it, like, you heard the slap. Like, it was kind of clear that, like, he landed it. Um, Okay, good. This commercial is only 30 seconds, so that's cool. All right, so let's, let's see what we got here. What is this little kid? <laughs> I don't even remember now. I have to look it up. So like, it starts off with this little kid trying to be like a ninja in his bedroom. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> let me see here. Yeah, uh, it's thirty seconds long. Is the one that I remember. Oh man, that was a. Uh... That was interesting. That actually wasn't as bad as I thought. No, I got I got the one right here. I got the one right here. I got the one back. That I got hit up on the... This was like the East Coast. This was like the Muzzy commercial, if y'all remember that too. <laughs> Somebody didn't learn French. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Dustin Ortiz, that was a pretty nasty KO uh, for his head kick. 
uh, that he landed and just literally just snuck around Pereira's guard. So um, first round KOs in his last. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. he could have finished Pantoja too, but he just you know flyweights are not natural fight finishers. Got it done this time in, in pretty emphatic fashion. So uh, congrats to him. Um, to be honest, these whole next two fights I do not remember. Can we uh, talk so. about? Uh, can we briefly talk about that Ortiz promo he cut afterwards? That was that was a. I didn't watch it. I I I, I think I left to eat. Or, I did something after he won, so I didn't. It was just, it was it was a very very uh my god I remember this there you go that's the one that I remember with the oh judo throws and like the, the one kid rolling to break the thing so what was the promo did he call somebody out he no it was it was like it, it was like a guy who he um it was so very undustin Ortiz esque it was just an aggressive like you know like nobody works harder than me uh. They're getting my hands ready. Like, like he cut a, a passionate interview that he like stumbled over at times, and it was just very awkward. It was like a great attempt to try and get some attention to yourself, because uh, which is important if you're a flyweight, but it was not delivered to the best of the, his abilities. I don't think. Yeah, he he said something like they're they're priming my hands for success, and he stumbled over some words. It was not pretty. It wasn't MMA. It wasn't Devin Powell promo levels, what you're telling me? Because I remember his. That well, Devin Powell was trying to put people trying to save some jobs. <laughs> Ortiz was trying to get himself a title <laughs> shot. But we all know the only way to get a title shot is to call somebody a piece of shit and say the champion's name. And yeah, you have to tell Demetrius Johnson he's not a draw and nobody wants to watch him fight. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you, Mighty Mouth. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, the Hulk! Oh man, the Hulk fought, and we didn't even make any be a man jokes. Oh man, sad. Somebody caught a Hulk Hogan promo at the end of. I wouldn't really know how to feel. I wouldn't know if I should celebrate or just be (laughs) angry. If I was fighting a dude who calls himself the Hulk, I would come out to be a man. Be a man, or at least uh, Macho Man's like theme song. So the UFC has Brock signed for at least a little bit longer. They should totally have him do some, like, pre-taped dub interviews so that when a guy who they kind of don't have any, like, like Dustin Ortiz would have benefited from Brock Lesnar reading his promo and just shouting it as loud as he can. Because I don't think it matters what you say. You just have to yell. Because Darren Till cut that promo where he just yelled. And now he's got a title shot. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, do you guys remember anything about the Nina uh, Nina Anzaroff and Ronda Marcos fight? I kicked the crap uh, out of Marcos. Yeah, I remember some kickboxing, but I don't remember specifics. Ronda Marcos has one way to win a fight. Just one way. Like she can only win a fight if she can take somebody down, and she just. <clears throat> Once her entries are figured out, like, there's no backup plan to get the fight to where it needs to be. So she literally just walked into a bunch of leg kicks and would get pieced up with Nina Ansarov's jab from time to time. And tr- tr- a desperation takedown attempts, which are the worst because I don't think there's anything worse from a judging perspective than if you're face planted trying to grab a single leg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we've all seen it where the person's so desperate that they literally go, you know 
head first into the canvas, and then they got to look up, find their opponent, and, like, slowly get up. <clears throat> so, Antaroth's developing into a pretty good 115-er. You know, pretty good. Angela Hill, Random Marcos, and Jocelyn Jones, Liebarger is a pretty good win streak to be on. I don't know how far she'll get, but she's, you know, you got to at least put yourself into the conversation. Uh, I would have said Tisha off a loss, but no, no. (laughs) Watterson. Do they have somebody like, I guess I'd be Swarit. There is, there is one. Mackenzie oh. Dern. Do you think she can make weight? She wants to. Yeah. I don't want to be in the gym every day. Sometimes I just want to go to the beach. He's taking Carlota's gimmick. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm thinking of like Eric Del Fiero doesn't strike me as like a like an authoritarian kind of guy. And if if he has to be like you're not focused enough, like that that's yeah. something. So taking my time and I could be helping other people. Cause that's a lot of money you're letting walk out because she's gonna probably fight for a title soon. We shall see. Sensei wants to get this one fight out of the way so badly. Well, to be honest about this fight, um, I was on the way home from work. Yeah, I caught this ride on a car, too. Yeah, so, like, all the only thing I saw from this fight was the two body kicks. I didn't even catch like, the fight at all. Cause I, I, yeah. I think I just got home when this fight was, like, just getting over. So I, I don't know what happened leading up to, uh, was this Devin Powell uh, brutally kicking <laughs> Alvaro... Alvaro Herrera, like twice in the body, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what happened before that. That was all I saw. But I'm going to assume that this, since this fight was only like a minute something long, probably wasn't much else that happened. <laughs> Alvaro <laughs> knocked down Powell. Oh, did he? I didn't even I, I like, think it was more I... like a balancing, but yeah, he did knock him down like on a body shot or something. Well, Powell did make mention that he got hit in the body really badly. <clears throat> but, uh... I remember Alexander Alvu is still in New York City. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave her alone. Stop bullying people, man. Oh, Mikey Garcia. <laughs> Dude, it's actually funny. I was thinking the other day, like, when I was doing my UFC... When I slaved over that UFC schedule thing, I was trying to think of 115ers, and I'm like, is she even at 115? I thought she moved up. Like, I don't she's know at where she's at. Um, she moved down from 135 to 115. I don't know if she's bouncing up. That's what I was thinking. Like, that's why she's <clears> been <throat> out for so long since the... Uh... I thought it was because she was getting her, like, degree in, like... Um... Kaylin yeah, Kern, right? Like, they were talking on the thing, like, during that fight. Like, oh, she's getting her degree in, like, Russian copyright law. <laughs> okay. That's a very random degree. <laughs> Man, I, 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 
What's up, Stokes? What? I just said. Oh, did you? I thought I heard you. I did. I did nothing. Oh my god. We are falling apart. In... Oh. I'm just trying. <laughs> I, I'm just. I every once in a while I hear like a noise from him, and I want to make sure he's okay. Good. Oh, honestly, I was eating ice cream, and then I went for seconds. And... <laughs> Someone's not making oh. one one forty five or. Oh, I'm like one. I'm a good one sixty five right now. Perfect weight. Perfect weight class. <laughs> Um, well, that was UFC Calgary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like how we ended on Stokes ice cream. What kind of ice cream? What Stokes, was that? What kind of ice cream? Uh, it's the like the Reese's like um like in the tub <laughs> thing. <laughs> as long as you're not eating butter pecan. What's the beef with butter pecan? Terrible. I see. I, I don't have I don't have an opinion either way. Can't can't. Uh, can't. So uh, but this um, was an ice cream kind of card. It was a good. Shout out for to Calgary for being a good event compared to the Calgary event. Yeah. Shout out to this just being a pickup from the Hamburg card, which I just want to forget altogether. If I was if I was on the DTP, I would have defended the Hamburg card. It wasn't that bad. Jesus. Hamburg? Hamburg. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 90% of the time, actually, we do this. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I listened and didn't even pick up on it. So, needless to say. You know what was bad about that is that we watched all of the fights like three times and didn't remember any of them. Oh my god! That was a lasting impression. That card. Like, <clears throat> you know what? You know what? I bet if that card happened at like 10 p.m., I would have been really mad about it. But it happened at like 10 a.m. So I oh, was... if that would have happened at 10. I would have. We might not even reviewed it. I might have just <laughs> like that. I thought it happened. was fine. It had some fine fights. It just went to some decisions. That card started at 10. What what time did that card start? And it didn't end until like. Six and it was just nothing. Just look, that's more fun to have. That's a it was like more twenty rounds. I mean, if, if you were watching wrestle Meek Mech for fifteen minutes, you can be my guest. <laughs> look, and then at the end, we just you know we we got to see Shogun get killed. Like that that was our icing. Was our on the one of, but that's not on the card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that was that was painful. They put Nick Hine and Bartos Fabinski back to back. That's asking your audience to be upset. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think it was the last card. It was like a last minute edition. They had just had to rebook it, and they were just like, "Oh fuck!" Couldn't knock like Taha uh, Naramani to the like fight pass for them. Listen, listen. Everybody should have been a fight pass prelim on that card. Jesus (laughs) Christ! (laughs) This is some cyberbullying. Anthony Smith didn't step on in on two weeks' notice to save that show just to get picked on. He ruined it for a lot of people. Man, as someone who doesn't give, someone who could give or take Shogun, that was fine for me. He needs to pick on somebody his own age. Anybody? I've never been a Shogun fan, to be honest. There you go. Stokes and I are once again in agreement. 
It's not that I'm a huge Shogun fan. It's that I just don't want to see old people get hurt. Man, you're going to be really mad when they do that Jim Miller fight. <laughs> that fight just felt so unnecessary. That's why you didn't like UFC Hamburg so much. It was just a bunch of old people getting hurt. Hamburg. No. UFC Hamburg. Hamburger. Hamburger. Leave this poor place alone. <laughs> Jesus. You're right. It was a perfectly fine event. I don't think it was that awful. I've seen worse UFC cards this year. I've seen worse, but it's up. Remember that finale fight with John Gunther flailing at air for 15 minutes? Get out of here. I think I skipped that one. <laughs> that almost made me quit the whole show, but it was like, well, Israel Adesanya's on the show, and then... Oh yeah, that was the card I only watched Israel's fight. I, I was so it. mad at the end of that whole event. That was that was the worst I've ever been. <laughs> oh man. That or um Maya against um Usman. Anyone? How dare you? <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> he's another old guy. Yeah, he's still trying though. Uh, not, as, what is trying in Damian Maya's case? Um, not getting killed, I guess. I see, I see. As long as you're not getting killed out there, I'll give you benefit of the doubt. I see. Well, do we have any final thoughts on this card? Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was I a know. good show. It was <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think everything I wanted out of this card, like, I got. Like, the performances I expected to be good were really good. The main event was violent like I thought. And Jose Aldo winning just kind of capped the whole night off of me. Like, I think after Aldo won, I didn't even care about anything else that happened. Like, he won, and that was what, to me, was most important. So my night was made. I'm, I'm, I'm a happy camper. So I have no complaints. Up until, like... By the way, Devin Powell won. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point... It's on the audience to know who won. I see. You have to I re- agree. <laughs> you should have to remind them how things went. They just they watched it. I'd rather hear about Stokesy and Ice Cream, to be entirely honest with you. <laughs> it was good. I see. Perfect, <laughs> Perfect way. Uh, I thought it was a fine show, and I'm going to bet that this is the last real... Because if you think about it, that Fox event in December, they have no... They have nothing. Like... No, not not from not from. They they can put a fight together, but like they have no incentive to. It's the last one. Like you're not getting anything out of it. You're getting Darren Elkins. I say get weird with it. I can't remember what I picked for that show for that thing I wrote. I think I Gus versus Rockhold, and now Rockhold's at 185, and Gus is hurt. So. It's in it's in Milwaukee. They'll just put Anthony Pettis against somebody, and that'll be your main event. Aldo. Pettis Aldo. There you go. Jesus, could be could do that. And it's gonna be Aya Quinta because the UFC likes flirting with danger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did I'll did, just pull out a fight. Yeah, but I I don't think he was hurt. I think he said that he just wasn't ready. Oh, I thought he just didn't fight. want to fight. Yeah, yeah. No, it's entirely possible. He had to go. He had to go. He had to go flip more houses, man. He didn't have time for that. <laughs> man has a lucrative real estate business to run. Can't be bothered. I, I think he pulled out like the day tickets were going to go on sale. 
or something along, but like like right at the like benchmark. I feel like he's just doing shit to get fired now. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think they're hip to the jive a little bit. Because why else would you put Cajun Johnson on the on the Fox prelims? No, it's not like not. You didn't, it's not like you couldn't have put Ross Pearson there. I meant to mention that uh, the, the Cajun fight. I think they were, trying, they, they were trying to get him out of there. This was a hitman fight. <laughs> to be just, fair, just, I'm fair. Cajun's <laughs> like four, four, and two, four and one in the UFC to this point. Right, but th- that doesn't mean anything. Like that doesn't no, no, mean I, anything. I, like wins I mean, like he's four in the UFC. Right. He's going to get somebody tough, no matter who it is. They're not going to feed him somebody because, like, no offense, he's not exactly like an up and coming prospect. Right, and John Fitch is already signed yeah. elsewhere, so they couldn't get the official hitman. Yeah, he's a real deal. But if yeah. you think like and and, and tough dads, oh, what the uh, Bret Hart. Yeah, emitting a really strong tough dad vibe. The guy had a stroke. Leave him alone. Leave no, him alone. I won't make fun of Bret Hart. Man. He, he was he was a part of the childhood. I'd like to believe that Anti Cool is like the number one most popular guy here, and he's just damaging his stock with all of these hit jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're really you're really sinking down the interim. <laughs> When they when they come to see me, my friend. I see. It's just, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> the casual. Look, all I know is that I'm not I'm not insulted anybody, because one day Khabib Nurmagomedov is gonna come to my house and pull me out by my scruff of my neck and give me a stern talking to, about the disrespect to his friends, and I don't want that. <laughs> is he friends with Brett the Hitman Hart? He might be. Why not? <laughs> That's just the urge to just throw in a Brent Primus joke. <laughs> leave him alone, man. Uh, we'll leave Brent alone. We'll leave. We'll leave. Up, there we have dogs. Well, the dog's going to fight Brent Primus now. You know what? They might. They might. <laughs> they might be looking for a home after that. <laughs> so anybody wants them, I got them. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. That <laughs> UFC Calgary. Um, I, I guess we'll just go to parting <laughs> shots and shout outs if anybody even has any. What's um, going on, Annika? What are you laughing about? I used to throw off um Spencer at the beginning of each episode. <laughs> this whole episode was a throw off. <laughs> for the sake, just, just, just for my sake. I was told at like eleven o'clock to do. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we, we're was, all impromptu. This, I was this. practically like kidnapped Whoa. to be on this show. Like they, he was like, "Hey, you want to be on it?" And I was like, yeah, "Sure." You was outside your house with like a, a van and offering candy. Wow. Oh, you know what though? You know what? To be on the DTP is just about that strong of an equivalent for something. <laughs> and I cool was just. He was like, hey, you want to be on? I was like, sure. We've had power outages. I think Stokes fell off a ladder at one point. It's been a, it's been a crazy <laughs> episode. So I say we, yeah, I say we ended been... on a crazy observation. And I, I'm not sure. sure how familiar with Jay Electronica you are, Joey. I know. But I have a comparison to make. Sounds like a good fellow. Yeah. 
Did we take any questions for this, by the way? Like, was there? No, <laughs> we, we, this, was, this was super impromptu. There, there were no time for questions. I was going to make one, a thing for it, but I was just like, forget it. I, I don't want to type anything right now. But my, my, my observation is, instead of a shadow or a shot or whatever, I have an observation. And it's just basically J Electronic is basically Rasputin. Recently learned who Rasputin was. <laughs> You recently learned who I knew, Rasputin I knew was? Of I don't him. believe that. That seems like I a lot. I knew of him. I didn't know, like, the whole freaking aura. His whole backstory. Like, this this random man just walks into town and starts screwing the Queen of Russia. Like, this is Jay Electronica's story. This <laughs> <laughs> whole man ends up marrying, like, into one of the richest families on the planet. Instead of religion, he just does it with music. I remember when I first came on here, I had to sit sit through uh, Sensei's beautiful rendition of somebody's Chael Son and Leota Machida fanfiction. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> and we've evolved from that to Rasputin discussion. Whatever happened to that? Rasputin, he ra, died. Ra, ra, no, the fanfiction. Uh, that's Fan a great fiction? song. I'm cool with it. it. Makes so much sense now. Now that I know his backstory, I was always like, "What's the joke here?" Uh, and now I'm like, nice. "Oh." Didn't 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 uh. Never mind. I don't want because he might read it on there. I uh, believe uh, there I believe there was implications of a Chad Mendes Conor McGregor. There, oh fiction. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't have. Yeah. I don't have that one. I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Cued up. Nah, we're good. Nah, we'll, we'll save that for, for another... I don't think the fine folks from... Who was the number one region, by the way? I, I, I missed that because I joined late. Yeah, we, we didn't look it up. I didn't do it. <laughs> Alright, fuck you all then. Nobody thinks <laughs> you are special. <laughs> Not this week. Sure, I'll be special next week. Next week you can be special. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll have... Um, Oh my god. I have uh, a Conor McGregor Roy McDonald one here if you want to read it. Oh no. That sounds even worse. <laughs> Did they describe his turtleneck? Uh, uh, <laughs> UFC Which... 189 fiction slash new interim champion Conor McGregor goes to see Roy McDonald after his fight of the year. But in Rory's hotel room, Conor gets a nasty surprise when GSP tells him home truths. I have no. I what are the what are the tags on those? What are the tags uh, on the? That seems okay. That's it all, yeah, well, that's it. well, well. It always seems okay. Well, <laughs> well. My I mean, favorite perhaps... thing about this person is that he puts like the most recent MMA news. Little little description his fight prediction. Sweet. MMA news that week was Diaz got a DU, uh, was brought up on DUI charges, had to spend a day in jail. Stokes, what's going on there? What's going uh, on with this news? That was in what? I don't know. What was that? I know. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to keep Stokes awake, yeah. man. He, was, he, he like he was like throwing up in the bathroom, but the cops like told him to get out or something, so he could do a breathalyzer. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. It was like a gas station something along those lines. I can't remember this anymore. 
It's hard to keep the Nick Diaz. <laughs> Nick Diaz stories are hard to keep track of these days. Oh man, Nate too, because I think he got into a fight recently, like a jujitsu competition or something along those lines. Combat of America. Listen, uh, Combat America—that's the number two promotion in the world. You don't hear uh, <laughs> Campbell McLaren these days. <laughs> Do I have a shout out? Trying to think, do I have a shout out? I have one shout out. Um, did we talk about Glory last time? I don't remember. Yes. Oh, then the shout out's old, so I guess I can't do I'm going to shout it out anyway. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's your show. Glory <laughs> <laughs> 50. Talk about UFC 100. We can do that. <laughs> Glory 55. <laughs> Alex Pereira. Uh, Sent uh, Usuri Belagori Gogoi. I'm, right, I'm sorry about butchering your last name, sir. It's 1:11 a.m. and I'm kind of feeling it right now. But um, he got knocked out. It was pretty vicious, pretty nasty right hand. I think he face planted him. I might be lying, but he definitely got knocked out. It was a, it was a pretty nasty knockout. So uh, shout out to Alex Pereira for defending his belt, <clears throat> and shout out to Mikey Garcia who won his fight tonight. Uh, shout out to uh, Derek Lewis who called out Vander Volkov in Russian on Twitter. <laughs> and then Volkov said, We can fight in Russia. And he said, No, I'm a black man. I can't fight him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you got any, any shout outs or, or shots? Yeah. Uh, shout to Skyscraper from Tap Out for taking pictures of me when I was in Vegas. It was actually really nice. Like he actually like started conversation with stuff and stuff. And then uh, shout out to Gilbert and Carrie Melendez. They were really nice too, just because I told them I was from Stockton. <laughs> and uh, our new shot goes out to Brian Stans. Stop being a fucking dick to people who want to take pictures with you. Boom boom. He's a consultant for. <laughs> I remember what he does now. PFL. He's a, he's like a liaison, I think, between the athletes and the management. So he so he yeah, literally like, gets paid. To do we were nothing. stop it. <laughs> Stokes is trying to give a parting shot. <laughs> just attacking the PFL oh, out he, of nowhere. He, he, hey, he started. He shot Brian Stan. Now I'm going to shot PFL. It built. <laughs> Brian Stan technically started this. It's a good point. A good he point. wasn't ready for the war. Jesus. <laughs> you might want to read Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I just caught that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is what happens when you record a podcast after midnight. You know, you don't think about There are not hatchets big enough to cut this thing into. <laughs> There's going to be some fine editing. Uh, it'll be fine. Section just cut out and rearrange. <clears throat> It's going to be like a murder mystery novel. You have to just put it together on your own. Did you guys actually record everything? <laughs> <laughs> it's all recorded. Whether or not everything will make it, you know, we'll, uh, we'll figure that part out. But, um, yeah, man. Oh, I didn't know. Did I, did I interrupt? Did you, were you finishing your shot? Uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Brian stands a douche. That was the last shot. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna finish it real quick. 
Uh, we were walking to the arena to go to the fight. Brian Stan and Kendall Grove were in line, and I tapped them both politely. I was like, oh, Mr. Stan, Mr. Grove, can I get a picture with you guys? And then Stan was like, oh, yeah, I just hurry up because, you know, the line kind of, like, the, the line's never going to keep going if we take too long for the pictures. I'm like, dude, like, what are you talking about? The line ain't moving. Like, you're taking fucking longer explaining it than I would have just taken the picture. Like, I don't know. That kind of irritated me. Like, fuck Brian Stan. <laughs> Glad that Bandit Lane knocked you out. Your last fight in UFC. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God. Oh, man. You know what? I think uh, we're shout in. Shout to Ariel, too, for taking a picture of me in the elevator. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, you cornered him in an elevator. <laughs> he couldn't get out. <laughs> Dude, we... <laughs> you killed Stokes. <laughs> oh, I don't want. I don't want that on my conscience. We were taking the elevator down, and the elevator stopped, and fucking Ariel just walked in, and like me and my friend were just kind of freaking out. And we were like, yo, I've been listening to you for years. Thank you for everything you do. And, like, he was kind of, like, quiet, you know? Like, so, he was worried you were in a muggle. I don't know. Like, yeah. He's very traumatized. <laughs> Stop. What's with this <laughs> abuse tonight? Innocent Saturday. people. Saturday. Innocent. <laughs> innocent. <laughs> oh, man. Stokes is trying to tell a touching story, and you're just trampling <laughs> all over him. That's all I got. Shout out to Black Beef for begrudgingly taking pictures with people after the fight. He was <laughs> not a happy man. <laughs> begrudgingly. <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we were going to take pictures with him, but he looked just so unhappy. We were like, oh, we'll just skip it. <laughs> that it, dude's back must have uh. been killing him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I also didn't recognize Jessica until after the fact. <laughs> That's fine. Didn't recognize who? Who didn't you recognize? Jessica uh, I. I think it was Jessica Wait. I, I think. No. I was think Machine Gun Kelly there? I did uh, not see him. <laughs> you can't be sure. <laughs> That's some slanderous accusation. <laughs> That's some slanderous accusation being thrown around. I don't. I don't approve of this. Uh-huh. Did you smell secondhand pot smoke? Because that would be Jessica, I, apparently. <laughs> I'll sue you for that. It's not slander. That's what she got. That. That's her. I'm. I cannot believe I'm clapping on this podcast. That Allegedly. Her, that was her comment on why she failed the drug test. So she. It was secondhand smoke. Change the stories and friends. Who knows? Well, this is MMA. MMA, you're allowed to. You're allowed to change your opinion. That's America. American ways to change your opinion. Point is, leave Jessica I alone. Don't be a bully. I can't. I, I think it was Jessica I. I don't remember. <laughs> it, she, she was, like, really hot, though. Like, like she cleaned up, and, like, she looked really hot. <laughs> <laughs> she cleaned up, man. Yeah. She was, like, you know... High heels and a nice dress. Makeup did. Hair did. Oh, she she looked good. 
God, what oh. am I talking about? <laughs> End this podcast now. <laughs> no, we're just letting you know. Let it all out. <laughs> well, not literally. Not literally keeps them in, but, you know. Oh. Well, I, th- I, think, I think we can end on that note. Um. <laughs> I think we get a parting shot. Oh, yeah. Who you got? Nobody. Oh. Out of the opportunity. Oh, I you got to offer me the fight before I turn it down. No, no shout-outs either. No, nobody to thank. I did have uh, Dustin Poirier. I believe, like, he... I can't remember off the top of my head what he did, but it's something related to giving backpacks away to kids. Hey, Is anybody he did, like keeping... 500 backpacks to kids in like uh, Louisiana, I think. Yeah, so I just wanted to give him a, a, a thumbs up. Also, I guess thumbs up to the Fox crew for doing the big DC party when he came back to work. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Got a party? Yeah, they like cake and everything when he showed up to do the UFC tonight. <clears throat> Where do you see finally getting some love out here? He had to kill Stipe to get people to finally like him. Apparently, he couldn't get him to buy the pay-per-view, though. So. Yeah. Can't yeah. win them all. Yeah, can't win them all. Got to take what you can get. Oh, yeah. one last thing. Uh, I guess shout-out to Max Holloway, who's apparently getting better and potentially fighting soon, mm-hmm. apparently. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I don't know about I soon as in again. Okay. He will fight once again. That's better. I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this very impromptu episode. Um, if it sounds jumbled and all over the place, it's because it was jumbled and all over the place. But <laughs> Every time I'm on here, I have to apologize. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this, was, uh, this was a pretty fun episode. Uh, so... You know, we, we learned about everybody. We had we had some good fights, and Stokes gave us a little bit of his soul. And I cool talked to <laughs> insulted fifty people. I mean, y'all know what I'm about. Sensei, <laughs> Sensei <laughs> held the ship together, and then he like disappeared. And, and they all just fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> we, we came back strong. We came. Did we came we? back strong. Did we? We tried. Right. <laughs> Did we though? As, as, as strong as the dysfunctional group could possibly be, we, we, we tried. I feel like we owe a lot of apologies. Nah, it'll be alright. But I don't know who to who. You guys will forgive me. I apologize we'll be to back all next. of you out there <laughs> who, who just spent the last two and a half, three hours of your life listening to this. Nah, you're good. Listen, we got you through your 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 lunch. Shift or your work shift, or you know, your, we got you through the like half workout. Work if you listen to this, yeah, oh, okay. whatever you're doing when you listen to this. <laughs> if hearing Stokes describe this mysterious woman doesn't get you pumped up, then I don't, <laughs> I don't know what will. Def- definitely a UFC fighter for sure. Oh man, but <laughs> <laughs> which one I don't know. I was gonna make a joke, but I can't. Like I don't know. I no, can't think that's... of any. I can't think of any long-haired like male flyweights or featherweights. <laughs> we saw him from behind. So, oh, uh, we started. We started well, and then, and then we finished well. We we. It's the middle you know part what? Story, this was though. the. No, the middle part's fine. It was the journey. We took you on a journey. Some highs, some lows, and some disconnections. Some, some power <laughs> and, and get ready for the TJ hate next week. Oh boy! There you go. 
you guys can hear this again next week. But next week will be, you know, not so impromptu. So we'll be a little more, uh, uh, I guess, prepared. We probably won't, but we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> this has been another episode of the Dodo Talk Podcast. You can listen to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, or iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Check us out on Facebook at the Dodo Talk Podcast Facebook page. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. But uh, yeah, we are going to call it a night because it is 1.23 a.m. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> fuck. We're out of here. <laughs> Be nice to everybody out there. Be nice to one another. Behave. Behave. Enjoy nice. life. And uh, we will catch you guys next week.